Good evening, citizens. My name is Chris, and today you're joined by the erstwhile Sol. Say hello, Sol. Hello, Sol. I, I, the second I said that, I knew I'd fucked myself again. Um, <laughs> and today we're going to be giving you part two of our Shattersong breakdown of E3 2023. Chris is on the road. Yes, I am indeed. Uh, I think my audio sounds okay. We'll find out a little bit later if that really was true. But in the four or five, ten second bursts of recording myself maybe ten minutes ago, it sounded fine, in air quotes. So let's let's leave it at that. Um, dear listeners, you join us late at night, so half ten on a Tuesday, when uh, Sol and I have been partaking in a few beverages. And uh, we're now going to talk uh, about uh, something uh, that was six weeks ago. You know, pop down the local forge, and now I've got to recall something that was six weeks ago. That uh, when looking at the the record, because we we do like to kind of like info dump after an event mm. of what what things have happened while it's fresh. I looked at my column and saw that I had filled in none of it. So this is going to be quite the test of the old, uh, you know, cognitive yes, power. I guess we'll call it wisdom. Yeah, sure. I'll do. That uh, alleged virtue. It is ironic when you were the one who actually set up the stock. I set up the dock, yeah. Yeah, you really led I had the, the way. wisdom then to set up the dock, not to fill it in. Mm. I think without your vigilant efforts, uh, we would not have had any record at all, and all of us would have forgotten what we did. So I suppose yeah, two not... out of three ain't so bad. I'm not going to lie, yours, yours has helped me a bit. So... Yeah, good, good. It's a team game. So, Empire. Empire E3. It happened about six weeks ago. We're going to try, try our best. Yeah. Do you know what to try about Thursday? Traveling up, how are the showers, excited about honestly, the shops. Honestly, most of my Thursdays are very similar. I get up at a reasonable time, get down for gate open, set up tent, all good. Then we see the rest of Blackscar hop in. It's, it's lovely. Then we go for brunch on Friday morning because we are the most gentrified of Navari. Indeed. Same and place then, every time in Toaster. Same place every time. Uh not going to give it away, otherwise uh, you'll be stealing our spots. So. Yep, that's true. Um, bit of battle training. Always, always good. What what keeps us just rocking, rocking and rolling on those battles. Thanks to our lovely trainer Blythe, Kiki, Henry's is actually no actual name, but I just, I don't like it. I think we should formally petition that's to change weird. his legal name to Tiki. It is weird not being yeah, tiki isn't weird. it it is weird but friday time in right yeah i was this this event i was actually a general like the previous one i was like kind of a general and then because of the kind of sort of general stuff that was previously happening i was then actually general for this event mm. congratulations general shatter song number two number two um <laughs> <laughs> not next... literally the shit one, but you know what I mean. No. Yeah. Uh, actually being re-elected uh, the next event, which is... I, I was expecting it to be last event, so having having it this event is even better. Um, You're excited? Terrified? Yeah. Apprehensive? Yeah. Never. It's going to be a laugh. Whatever happens, they're, they're always a laugh. Um, but yeah, th this one was nice, because unlike the previous one, where I basically did everything anyway... 
um, I actually knew I was going to have to do everything. And that, that changes your thoughts on things, um, knowing what you're going to be doing for the weekend. <laughs> mm. Yeah, sort with, of. I, yeah I, without I, diving I, into the, the MC chat for, you know, 40 minutes or so, basically, if you're in, you've got a bunch of meetings to attend and you know what's on your agenda, right? And it's, do you like having the structure to your weekend in that regard? It's quite nice, actually. Uh, to be fair, I, I, as I've said before, I've, I was kind of doing it anyway, like I would already turn up to MC. So I mean, it already was uh, adding some structure to your weekend. I guess the only difference is, is it is almost rigid structure rather than before it was optional. Mm. Um, it still is technically optional. Still only have to give your, uh, your orders in. So that's really all you, you need to do. Um, but you'd be unwise to, to miss the rest of it and uh, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole thing of it. Uh, the conversations, the discussions, the, the information, it's all really important. Mm. And honestly, you don't, uh, anyone can, apart from senators, can turn up. <laughs> There's no reason. Can. Specifically, senators, yeah. Anyway, there's no reason that if you're interested in it, not to turn up and just experience some of it. It probably does seem like long and boring meetings, and if if that is how it's seeming, then maybe the game isn't for you because that is really what it is. It's just long, boring meetings, some conversations, and a lot of politics. Yeah. Um, but it's actually as someone who's been going for you know two years or so now, understanding it, it's quite entertaining. Thanks, makes your event. And don't forget again, the uh, the chairs without backs. I have bought a new chair. Oh, you star! Really <laughs> for that reason. Nice. Um, even even if I'm not going to be a general, uh, if even if I'm just going to be chilling in the back rows, I'm going to have a backrest. So, oh, nice. Looking forward to that. Um, some certain senators, maybe the one for Thorunin, I believe, have bought parasols for this summit because it's going to be sunny. It's going to be, it goes yeah. 26, 27, 28. About? Yeah, I know, right? For E4 especially. It's got some fantastic weather lined up. The Empire have just been invaded by a cold sun, but we're being invaded by a hot one. Like, yeah. What's that? I think that's, it's the, it's the sign of the end times, the Empire. Mm. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think that speculation isn't, isn't far off, but hey. Yeah, I really hope no. so. Cold Sun. Ooh, we'll talk about that later. Exciting. Maybe e end of the episode. What's happening e in two days? I was, I was a general. I did some shouty stuff at Thor at standing first. I did do standing. Wow. Shouty shouty boy at standing. Mm -hmm. Good fun. Had to inform them that the Grendel are coming. Ooh. <laughs> then Thorn's council. <laughs> Sorry, just I don't know. like, wait, what, the Grendel? <laughs> Well, that put us by surprise. Whoa. It's not like we've known there'd be a war for the, you know, a war kicking off round about now for yeah, the last Also, yeah, the last years. two events we've done kind of like a resupply going. There's really not a lot on. Better prep. Mm. So prep for the Grendel because the Grendel are coming. Um, Thorns Council, we had an election for the Blackthorns, which sub genuinely surprisingly, genuinely surprising was won by Rizart. Not surprising after the speech he gave, just if you'd asked me beforehand, I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed it. I didn't think he was even uh, standing. I thought he was joking. You know, uh, I was all there, down for general. I was like, yeah, sure. There was, a, there was a moment where, because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to vote as well. I did afterwards. 
it was quite clear that we were supposed to uh, or could do. And um, I was just sitting at the back of his queue laughing. And I think uh, it was a thorn I hadn't seen before, maybe new to Anvil, maybe not. Just kind of looked at me and went, you know, what's so funny? And I went, this could be really tough to explain. So I just kind of diverted the conversation to him and asked, you know, why have you voted for Rizar? And he said, well, he's, he's saying all the things that I believe Spe- you know, speaking the things that I, I want from a general. And I was like, that's re- that's that's interesting to hear. Uh, he did give a good speech. Um, what it was, I can't really tell you. It was six weeks ago, uh, but it was good. Um, yeah, it was broadly, let's finish our dinner and kill off the Jotun war. Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna lie. He stole half the things that I was gonna use for mine. But yeah, uh, never mind. If it, if it gets really good. Citizens, um, it's not because I heard it from him first, and you'll just have to take my wisdom on that. Okay. Yeah, he's got the um, the vigilance to look out for good ideas and, absor- and the wisdom to absorb them. Yeah. Yeah. Not very loyal though. Idea stealing little bitch. But anyway, we'll um, we'll leave that leave that for I see sass. Yeah. If there's anyone to have I see sass with, it's it's result. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah. So so result got it. Congratulations. Uh, some other very strong candidates out there, but you know, um, did well. Uh, something else happened at Thorns. Uh, we had a Thorn. Cannot remember her name at all. A Lone Strider, so not even part of a striding. But whoever they were, they were very good bringing forth information regarding. The Wintermark General, uh, Kindra of the Fist of the Mountains. Uh, an event that was happening, this event was um, they were being inquisited for their whole Jotun shtick. Um, so they were being inquisited with the fact that uh, basically Kindra does not agree with the rest of uh, the Wintermark's um, take on Jotun and fighting the Jotun and what honourable fighting means. Mm. Um, and so the Essentially, the Thorn had come forward to ask the other Thorns to go and make a very loud noise at the Inquisition and let Kindra know uh, that you know we stand with her. Uh, this is quite important. Like uh, I certainly backed it. Kindra is a, a general that Farron, in particular, very much admires uh, in in the way that uh, she goes about things. Very good general. Um, good friend of Brenos. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely wanted that to be be made known. So I did a shouty piece uh, to get get that known. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all that happened on, on Friday Thorns Council. Then Friday nights for a general means straight to miniature council. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say gin club there. To be fair, no, gin club's only Saturday. Is it open on a Friday or is it literally only Saturday no, night? No, only, only a Saturday night. Damn, all right, fair. Yeah. Which you should know because you were there. I've only gone once. I'd love to pretend I really move in those circles, but I'm a poser at best <laughs> when it comes to it. I mean, so am I, just, you know. You're a better you, poser than I. If you, if you beg enough and still pay the, you know, the cost of the ticket, then you'll get in. True, and you get to get you uh, get to get up to lots of naughty things whilst in there. I don't recall anything. Um... <laughs> I do not recall. Is that? 
I do not hear of any real world politics, but um, yeah, mm. maybe a good line should the militia be listening to this podcast. Mm, Before you trot down hey. to MC, I do have to offer one correction on the previous episode. So oh, really? um, the Navarchers had an election uh, to elect a new leader. And it was between Silver and then I fudged the name of the of the player who was opposing Silver. And that was Tegan. So Tegan came second, very, very close second. Congratulations. Has someone to hopped Tegan. in in the comments angrily? No, actually. Um I got a friend request from them on Facebook after we released uh, the last episode. So I have no idea if that's entirely a coincidence or a subtle hint to deal with my um inability to remember people's names. I'm going to take it as the latter and play it safe so I don't end up with the Iron Hill striding scalping me at the um, at the next summit. Fair enough. Cool. So there we go. That's my PSA done. So yeah, Tegan, congrats again on very close second. On to MC. MC. Uh, again, nice knowing that I was supposed to be there, if you know what I mean. Uh, I knew I was meant to be there. I knew what I was doing. It was, it was a lot better a lot better opportunity i'd say um to to really kind of get in the mindset get involved um we get to do a number of things on the friday it did really overrun that's one thing i'll know um can't remember fully why there was just a lot going on uh but probably let's let's zip through some highlights oh yeah one of the highlights uh the fact that um Rizart was sat on a bench the other side of the circle to me so we couldn't talk but he would just keep pulling faces at me and pointing at people, and I was quite—it was quite amusing trying to communicate without actually saying anything. Um, so that was some good game there. Mm. Um, get to all whereabouts. That was that was funny. Um, other things uh, we obviously need to decide the battles, and because of the way that the battles were working, this event probably the same. This event um, we had to discuss all three. I read one of them out loud, um, put on my best Dungeon Master voice for it. Oh, can you Good. give us an example? Nope. Okay. Come find me in-game. That's a find out in play for my Dungeon Master voice. Damn it. But, well, yeah, unfortunately. I can tell all of Rock. you listeners that it is indeed a fantastic voice. Yeah. I, I can tell you it's it's not very different to my normal one. Um... Therefore, fantastic. Mu- yeah, I was going to say, very, yes. uh, not mutually exclusive there. Incredible. Well, Red 8 singing, everybody. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, I did, because I'm your friend. But I bet nobody yeah, else I also did. Yeah, I drop it at random people. opportunities, because, for one, I don't believe it, always. And two, I don't think anyone else should believe it. But also, three, it's like that minor brag. You know, you mm. is it the same as a humble brag or just minor brag? No, it's 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 just a brag, I think. <laughs> it's full on. It's graduated. Yeah, Post grad brag. Mm. Post graduated brag. Um, but I have a piece of paper that says I can sing. Nice. Um, I mean, we all do assume it is true, but I'm not sure if this is like. With, no one's um, seen it. No, I, yeah. it, it could be the well, longest you do play ever. That's I, I. I'd rather not be at a karaoke, honestly. But. Yeah, <laughs> there was um, there's another guy in a group called Spider, uh, Kieran. Uh, there's been a long-standing joke that his dad is in jail, and <laughs> he has never ever confirmed or denied it. Now I've met his dad. Uh, his dad actually drives into Empire, but there's yeah, still a part say, of me 
that doesn't believe that. <laughs> I, I do believe it's on day release sometimes, and it just happens to coincide with the events we've had this year. But we yeah, don't know. This has been going on for like maybe four or five years now. God, this really is Dead Shatter Song Diaries After Dark, isn't it? But Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it is After Dark. It, it really. Um, where were we? Oh, oh sorry. reading back out on, back on battle topic. opportunities, of which one had bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It had bombs. It had bombs. And, we, and you, you, you bet. We chose that one with bombs. Uh, what were the other two? I mean, one was fighting uh, Jotun, so you know. So, well, no, they were they were all Jotun. Everything was it was all Jotun last event. Yeah, but it no... didn't have bombs. That's the thing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. One was Jotun with bombs. One was Jotun without bombs, and the other one was Jotun without bombs, but with a construct, which was the one we monstered on. Yeah, with the the Minotaurs and the yeah autumn. Look, I'm not sure. I if if it wasn't six weeks later, I probably could have told you. However, one thing I have to say is, oh my god, PD, please don't stop with the absolute chaotic uh, battle opportunities. Oh, These are great. Yeah, they are great. Have you seen the um? Yeah, but that would be spoilers, and we, we it's on the wiki. It's not even spoilers. It's public knowledge. It's public knowledge, but we need to act as if we've recorded this podcast much earlier than we are. We literally confessed, uh, maybe. No, I know we've confessed, ago. but but otherwise we're not going to get through this. I was this just going to be... side note zombies, end side. Yeah, note. just saying. I I don't Very understand exciting. what that means because clearly we're recording this after the previous event. Um, awesome bombs. That's all I've written down in the in the sheet. So. I don't know if you want us to go into any more detail other than I think everyone in, in the tent loved the idea of bombs. There was a lot of discussion of how said bombs would be carried, who would carry said bombs, mm -hmm. but we wanted bombs. Bomb, yeah. Bombs was the opportunity. Um, One question what I was saying on yeah, the bomb side of things is um, I heard in the grapevine that the heralds had suggested, yeah, you know, once you it, buy them from us, you can do what you literally want. Is, was, that said, true? was that actually true? Literally said in the description of the battle that the heralds, you know, you can take the, you know, the the explosives through the gate. Maybe plant one in Senate. That might be a good idea, or something along those lines. Wow. Word for word. Wow. Um, okay. Awesome. Thank you, PD. And um. I, I really enjoyed talking about that late in the evening, which I think again is is pretty much all I re recall of Friday. Um, lot of MC, lot of MC, um, a lot of waiting around. They feel like because because obviously after the main master, there's the the later one where discussing kind of battle plans, which Lothie had come for and. I was sticking around for just to kind of listen in and, and find out what was happening. We are fighting on the same day as Navarre. Bearing in mind that we merc for the orcs now. Mm, yep. It's obviously an interesting point. Um, I do recall Skywise Rikana going, oh my god, I've got an exceptional deal. Two Navari generals, um, as both Rizar and myself uh, are part of the Black Scar merc banner that would have been going into battle with him the next day. Yeah, it's very true. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I was trying to big up the rest of the Navar because we know that they can do it. We know that they can do it themselves. After the loss of a couple of you know strong leaders, um, you can understand why some might feel shaken or uh, a little um, less confident. But I was trying to make sure that that confidence was there because we know they've got it in them. <laughs> We've. We wouldn't necessarily be be leaving them if we if we didn't think they could. I thought we were leaving them oh, because we... we could make money by fighting for other people. Well, there's a lot of reasons to why we merc, but it's uh it's probably something to um come and have a chat to us about properly. Mm, yeah. I mean, on an OC on an note, really interesting just seeing other parts of the battlefield after oh, you know, yeah, going would... to LARP for quite a lot of lot of time. So yeah. Fighting against Navarre at E2. Ooh, that was, was really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Cool. But yeah, yeah, I think even even that um conversation at uh, MC was just a lot more well, how do we carry said bombs? Mm. And who carries the bombs? Who wants to sacrifice themselves? Because essentially we've been we've been informed that if if they go off, anyone within like a 10 meter radius is is not going to be looking very very healthy yeah they would be they were going to be downed right but the person holding it was immediately executed i think their character i believe so yeah yeah which is awesome i'm so glad that was in there because if you think about it, if the bomb like that goes off and everyone's just downed you just have a physic nearby and you're, you're good to go right mm. it's a bit gamey but like yeah the person holding this has just been uninstalled from the labyrinth that's mm. much more and it 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 turned out that the 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 heralds that were creating them did some of the carrying originally but then the second half had to give them to i think it was a specific set of high guard took the yep the brunt of them. captain sensible and high guard we did uh i mentioned this with the first half of this episode re episode event review um, I did with Matty, that uh, we had a ref come up to us and basically say, hey, have you seen Highguard in the last 45 minutes? <laughs> we, we hadn't. And we just sat there going, oh my god, what has happened? Because we did see them earlier in the battle carrying, but we didn't see any yeah. other nations touching it. But it does make sense for, you know, the, the big daddies of the Empire, the OGs, the founders, get to control the bombs that could potentially destroy Senate. That does make yeah. a lot of sense. Um, and also, where would you hide the bomb in Senate? Because these things were, I would say, the size of, like, a, you know, a small to medium dog curled up. Like, they were hmm. they were big, the size of a human torso, much girthier. And uh, what do you do? Do you just leave it in the stands in Senate? Do you just wedge it into the wood, into the, the, into the rafters, pop it behind the throne or something? I don't know where you would hide it to make it an effective bomb, you know? I I have a plan, but um, I'm afraid that's uh, redacted ah, for, for the purposes of this podcast. So can um, you confirm or well, that you have a bomb currently, I see, in the Black Scar camp? Uh, that is redacted information. <laughs> cool. All right, moving on. Uh, including uh, the rest of my evening. Ooh, the whole evening? Yep. All right, fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to argue. I've I've got some redacted stuff later on, uh, but yeah, I've got nothing to add to cover this with Matty. I think you did, yeah. I think we uh, we went to bed I like 2 a.m. in 
the end. Because we caught you. We caught you at the honeypot. Then it was redacted, and then we met you back camp for, as we said, uh, some nighttime chats about bombs. Yeah, and it was hilarious. very entertaining conversations around the fire until the late late. Yeah, it was about two a.m. Mm. Just chatting and laughing about bombs and who we can bomb and how we can bomb. Because mm. I don't know if you know, citizens. But we now have bombs in the Empire. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. Any bomb threat must now be taken seriously. <laughs> if we use, uh, is it Nim Noms Postal Service in the bar <laughs> to start sending bomb threats? <laughs> to the Uni Bomber <laughs> does not exist within the Empire, Chris. <laughs> you imagine Matt P just like DMing us, like, stop. <laughs> we know what you're doing, stop. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my goodness me. Virtues. Um, oh goodness! As usual, we sh- should we just should we just rock on to Saturday? Yeah, this is um all three days, unless you want to seriously submit a twenty exactly twenty five minute episode to the listeners when they're hooked on the sort of hour and hour and a half mark kind of uh. Well, we of... we give them three mini episodes. No, actually, you're giving them two. Wow! It's just me and Matt, even you and uh, then me and you. Is this going to be shorter than all three of us together? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, when we do, when we did Saturday alone as all three of us, it was like two hours for each. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, long one. So Saturday. Yes. Up at uh, to be fair, I was up at a decent time. I got a cup of tea, had a bit of a shower, got ready for a for a scrap because we we were fighting. And there were bombs. There were bombs. Have we mentioned there were bombs? No, um, we hadn't. What kind of bombs? On the field. Um, so we were fighting with the Imperial Orcs. They're the ones who have currently purchased us mercs. Um, and we enjoy it quite a lot. It's it's good fun. So went and mustered with the Orcs in their camp. And Riz was doing some, some kind of pre-battle... Blood oaths and and kind of combat ceremony and things, very cool. Mm. I also received a testimony from him. Ooh. Uh, of, of oh, I missed this. Song. Oh, right. Damn. Um, Farron, Farron is the last song. You are indeed. Yep. Still not. Yeah, still yet. not um, dedicated. Still not dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the reason I mentioned still not dedicated is it'll come up later mm. uh, this Saturday. Um, but yeah, last song. Quite, quite, uh, quite fitting. Yeah, very quite fitting. Setting. Yeah, I remember seeing you and uh, Riz having a little chat, but at this point, I was struggling just to get my arrows to stay in my quiver and strap it to my deeply hungover body so um yeah. yeah other focuses but my gosh the saturday battle what a battle yeah i i, I don't know what it has been this year but my god the battles for black scar in particular have been exceptional mm. i have never been excite so excited for fights as i have been these ones Honestly, highlights of my weekend. And... Yeah, and we do want you to go into detail. I say we. It's me, Matty, and I assume the people listening. 
because Matty and I, as archers, we didn't spend much time with... Because at oh E2, we orbited God. you. But at E3, we went off pretty much solo. So I have no... I know the spicy thing that I'll let you talk about, but I have no idea what, what it was like for the actual... Guys are, oh, my God. Well, Jotun. Jotun are heavily armoured bastards for a start. So, rocking up the field. We were supposed to be on the right of the Imperial Orcs, which we were at the start, and there's a very exceptional shot from Oliver, Sa Oliver Facey mm. uh, off the, the line stretching out. Beautiful. Anyway, I can, I can summarise the field pretty quickly. Utter chaos, but with the Imperials in the lead. Chaos beyond the usual battle. Uh, I wouldn't say beyond the usual battle, but more that we weren't sticking together. The Imperial Orcs were somewhere else, and it was just slaughter. It was just pure fighting. Uh, it, it was. It wasn't like the Jotun one where we were stepping stepping over them and just, you know, druge druge bodies falling behind us. Because this Jotun was a lot more kind of line fights and having to put some effort into putting them down. Mm. But we were putting them down. Um, that was good. Um, so before this, uh, Jockle, uh, one of our one of the Black Star lot, um, we were missing Tadpole this event. So I had told him beforehand that he had to fill in for him as well. Ooh, you know, perfect. fight with the strength of two men. He fought with the strength of four. It was it, I don't know what Keelan was on this event, but it was something. It was quite something. There was a lot of energy put into these fights. And there's some really uh, yeah. good photos of him. He's at the front every time. Yeah, he, he away. absolutely nailed it. And I, I was there behind him, kind of giving him encouragement. But my God, did he fill in the gap of, you know, Adpole Plus. It, mm. was, it was really good. He, he did get a testimony for that. I'm not going to go into what that was, but he did get one. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, it's pretty normal for a... For a a field battle. It was when it got into the woods that I'd say it got interesting. So we, yep. we regrouped with the orcs. We moved in. We moved into the left flank where it's interesting that I can remember this in detail and not much of the rest of the event. Just a little side note there because I'm now running through the entire battle going, yeah, I remember what happened. <laughs> oh, please do. We, we, we're here for the blow by blow. So, left flank. Uh, Black Scar and the Imperial Orcs are sent in to basically you know, clear out the left flank. Of the uh, however, of the woods. Yeah. Uh, however, as we get there, it, when I say left flank, I mean like the immediate left as you go through the uh, the gate into the woods. Into that um, nasty bit of like sort of the really small trees and yeah, difficult terrain. Yeah, yeah, and we get through that bit for quite quite easily. Um, and then just as we're starting to get into the fight, there we see a set of Yotan orcs basically respawning. So uh, within Black Scar, there's a, there's a couple of um, uh, strategies that use our two formations. So we have we have Star and Talon, and um, for the most part, Star are at the front with the shields taking the front of it. Talon are at the behind with the spears over the shields or around the side with the flankers. Now, at this point, Star and Talon had to break off to fight two different lines. And uh, Farron uh, is part of Talon, being an ambi. However, 
does kind of act as an individual scout for both uh, Riz, uh, Big Boss Luffy. Uh, I, I probably have more agency than I should, but no one really cares because I know what I'm doing, or they think I know what I'm doing. That's mm -hmm. the main thing. Well, if you look like you know what you're doing, and they think you know what you're doing, do you think you know what and, you're doing? As an ambi, I am less useful behind or within a line. I'm there to, to, to basically make do. And the rest of it, I'm doing a lot of scouting and a lot of observation of the battlefield to get that information to the people to call the orders. And that's kind of what I just autonomously do. Yeah, mm. call it what you want. Um, that's what I do. Um, but it ended up with Lothie yelling to me, can you go get Rizart? We need numbers. And then I get to Rizart and he says, we need Lothie, we need you over here. And it's like... <laughs> we are... Uh, we are out of Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think Alan, which is Big Boss Lothie and the rest of them, uh, did get slightly more supported by FG. Uh, so that, that line was more supported. Meanwhile, Star got, got cut down to shit. And we have we have people on the floor. It was not looking good. I was, I was yelling back and forth. I, it really didn't look good. We weren't going to leave them. It, but it was a case of deciding, right, this is the push, this is the push. At that perfect moment, the Dread Shields rocked up and helped us out. Really interesting. Team. All right. I've got some salt with the Dread Shields after, um, after that battle. Oh, Good we, we, still, we still have some salt with them. But for this moment, they turned up at the right moment and did the thing. So no, no qualms there. All right, uh, I, we, we, we had sent a runner and it was the Dread Shields that answered the call, you know. Dondor called for aid and Rohan turned up. Uh, it was good. Uh, so, yeah, an exceptional push from myself and the Dread Shields. Not to toot my own horn, but it really was led by uh, me and them uh, to get the, the down back up and kill the rest of the game. Cool. That was first engagement within the woods. You you said you wanted details, right? Oh yeah, no, please tell me more. I'm sorry. So next we we keep we keep pushing around that, and we're standing at a point where we expect the Jotun to reinforce at any moment. We can't see any Jotun, but we expect them to reinforce at any moment. Mm. You're on the, the edge of the woods, the, and although you can't on the edge see of the clearly woods. into the fields beyond, it, you know exactly. the army's there. Mm. Exactly. Um. Lothie's chilling there. I sneakily head off and see a little discussion between a Brass Coast General, the Imperial Orc General, Rikana. I just, you know, hop into that conversation. And a little chat about we need to take that fort. We think that's where the ritual is happening. And I pipe up and say, yeah, Black Scar could do it. Uh oh. <laughs> when you're commanding knowing, starts, <laughs> start giving knowing spicy orders. Right well that this was the uh this was the exact same fort that we had problems with at E1. And I'm not gonna lie, my call of Black Scar could do that was a slightly OC note of come on, let's give it another sh another shout, another stab. We can mm. do it this time, surely. Fort. Surely we can do it this time. Fort fight. 
2 electric boogaloo here we go so it was it became for for fight 2 electric boogaloo so i run, then go back to lottie and i say they want us to go here it's gonna be us and the imperial orcs we're going to take that fort and we're going to sub out Arizona. and they and lottie looked at me and went do we have to and i you know i i said that we did you know like like a liar no, no, it's technically true. You haven't lied. You have been ordered to go and take the fort. I technically made that order. Yeah, but you've been ordered. But we don't tell Big Lottie that. We're just Big Boss is orders. actually in charge. Okay, <laughs> don't tell him that I subverted the whole, the whole, the whole thing in because we don't do that in Black Scar. But Farron did. Ooh. Um. Anyway. I can't believe you've done. So it. begins. The next slog, because fort fights are slogs. Um, obviously, it was good. It was some good practice. It was some good experience. It was some good understanding that no one really understands how to take a fort. We were so close on so many opportunities, but we just didn't have the backup to do so. There was there was so many opportunities to take it and. People weren't exploiting those opportunities. We were fighting so hard to do so, but just no avail. And that isn't a stab at the Orcs. That isn't a stab at any member of Black Scar at all. That is purely a, you know, battlefield thing of separated groups and not a full understanding of, you know, kind of battlefield tactics or what we were trying to do. Because it's so, to maybe oversimplify it. There's three ways in. They're easy to defend. You've got to push all three simultaneously and successfully to crack it. Correct. Or just push one super hard, which is what we were doing. Ah, okay. Uh, the, the problem was is that there's, there's the one that you can push super hard. We get to the point where they were breaking, and rather than pushing that break, everyone was too tired, knackered, too injured. We'd have to pull out. Ah, gotcha. We need a way of cycling in the fresh troops to push that exploit. But without having the numbers or the practice, we couldn't achieve so. Um, so it was tough. We, we, had, we had one attempt tip. We then tapped out for a little bit. We then had a second attempt tip. Um, we got to a third attempt, but we'll get to that later. It was confirmed that the uh, the the person who needed to die, the, the person performing a, a ritual of sorts, was inside uh, this fort. Um, the other reason why we were doing it is because it was more important to the orcs to do so. Right? Uh, the orcs wanted to witness. I believe they were the it, the Jotun were basically performing one of these things uh, that the Imperial orcs do, which is to talk to their ancestors. Mm. Again, I someone to really talk about that six weeks later um that was essentially why the orcs were involved and why we kind of pushed for it it wasn't just me saying we should do it there was more to it um yeah but what happened next we kind of pulled back because we couldn't take the fort okay as we were pulling back we were told that the league were going to push in um it was at this moment we realized that league don't well, 
not going to call out an entire nation. My God. No, no, Whatever no, no, no. unit was there <laughs> does not For understand me. what hold a gateway is. Because we pulled out of the gate. And we said, go on, go in then. You're holding the gate. And they went, we are holding 10 feet from the gate. Now, just a little tip, everybody. If you want to hold a gate, be in it, not 10 foot away from it. There you go. Top tip. So the uh, Baron's fighting, fighting, uh, what's a word of knowledge beginning with F? Baron's fighting philosophies, number one. If you're going to hold a gate, be in it. Linda spells philosophies with an F. Yeah, that's that check. Hey, you know what? Fuck you. Let's 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 move on from my lack of education at the academy, shall we? <laughs> so we pulled back. The, uh, the ritualist and their ritual team still remaining within the fort. We had a small discussion with the Brass Coast uh, generals speaking about trying to take that fort once more and that they would back us up if we go in. In a moment of courage, uh, belief, I'd say, ambition, Blackscar call a dash. A charge into that fort while it remained fairly unguarded. Essentially, most of the Jotun forces had pulled out the back and headed to a second front. Some of them had pulled across and were trying to keep the rest of the Navarre forces, Brass Coast forces, engaged. But again, it was more like you know a handful of Jotun orcs, you know, keeping people busy by just spreading themselves out. So what did we do? We dashed into the middle of the fort and put down the, the fucking ritualists. Oh, Dawn of War style. <laughs> literally 50 metre dash into the fort, killed them. It was only Black Scar in that fort. And we went, right, so what now? And Lothi was like, right, we hold. And, I'm, and we all looked to our left and see about, you know, 50 plus orcs going, oh, they've taken the fort and then start marching our way. And we're going, Lothi, Lothi. Some people are holding the fort, as we were told. We were waiting for the Brass Coast to back us up. We were waiting for any Imperials to back us up, but none came. Literally any, anybody. No, no one came. We were screaming across that 50-meter gap around the corner. Imperials, get the fuck here. Because that, that was the secondary objective. Black Star, at that point, had just completed the secondary objective on their own for that main battle. Mm. Um, we were we were screaming, yelling for backup because we just essentially run the opposite side of enemy lines and we're asking for some help to get back. But no one comes because I I don't know why, but there is a there's a lot of a lot of um lot of let's say a lot of Imperial heroes fire a lot of encouragement in order to risk oneself. Mm. And it's not necessarily that Black Scar are happy to... I, like, it's not a... I, I think we have a better understanding of what risk is, and that if we're all going together, there's a much less chance of, you know, failure. Yeah. So I can understand the point of view of why would you want to charge into battle for some people you don't know. But it would also be nice that, you know, 
we as 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 Navari fighters know that others have our backs. Really, not the case right here. No, I think uh, you know, a black we were makes it a stronger unit, but B, it feels like we're a lot more willing to get closer to death, like be downed in a push, and we fully rely on our physics to pick us up. But and we'll still be there on the floor. Go down, we did. Uh, yeah. To the point where a cheese it call was made. Uh, for reference, cheese it is everything's broken down. Get the fuck out of here, every man for himself. That is what that call literally means. Mm. So I booked it because even in chain, I'm a I'm a I'm a quick speedy, speedy little thorn. Straight back to the line. But at this point, I am emotionally distraught because the Empire have left me. I'm not going to get into many details, but this is a very much a stickling point for, for Farron. So I thought I'd got over that in therapy, and this is proof elsewhere. So I'm I'm on the edge of tears at this point, mm. screaming at people to go and help me get my friends back. And they're looking at me like nothing. Um... We understand, I and I purely understand, you know, generals are not there to, to issue orders, they're not there to leave on the battlefield. I purely was asking, thorn to thorn, that this was the case. Blythe had given up at this point and just started yelling, your general is talking, listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we don't need that. I just need help. We need to get them back. People weren't. Georg was, though. So I was talking to Georg. Prior with a, a flower, Voice of Thorns. You all know him in Navarre. You probably know him elsewhere. Excellent person. Um, I was like, look, I really need you to encourage some people to get us back because there's a bunch of Black Scars down in that fort after completing the objective. We need to get them back. I yeah. think I said it in a lot more distraught terms. There's probably a few more expletives. Mm. Um, but yeah. Spittle and blood and uh, waving of hands. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. Um, the banner had gone down. Oh, I had colors, damn it. no idea. I didn't see anyone else point other than Blythe. It was me and Blythe just screaming. Like, we need to get him back. For all I know, the rest of Black Scar are just TPK'd in a fort. <laughs> um, but finally, it felt like forever, but it can't have been because of, you know, bleed counts and other other such things. We went back in for round, I guess it's round four. Yeah, it's fort. round four. I'm keeping a tally. Yep. Yeah, it's round four, but it was like the third proper push. Black, most of Black Star have regrouped other than the ones that are down. The ones that, I'm, that are down, Ferret was down, Draenog was down. Mm. I think a couple of the other healers had gone down. Ferret and the other healers had managed to basically bum cheese their way out of there using potions and sneaky tactics and whatnot. But Ferret, who was the banner bearer, had left the banner within the fort. We genuinely need to string him. Well, not, you know, not string him up, string him up, but he needs to be put on a very biased and unfair trial and be tried for his crimes, abandoning the colours. Yeah. So... Uh, we'll get to the, the actual storyline later, but we push up to the fort, we push into the fort for one last time, confirm the death, um, or confirm the dead uh, ritualists, 
I then hear a bang go off uh, to my right, about yep. 50 meters away, and I went, hi, God. Hi, God. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. then I was informed that, that, no, that was just the fuse, and we need to get out of here. So then began the steady retreat, which it actually was a steady retreat for once. Out the gate, out onto the field, after a very knackering fight. Down the field to the gate. Extremely successfully. Twelve bombs placed and an entire uh, mountain top destroyed. As mm. well as a valley crashed into. But as we leave, I'm not happy. Entire fight. I've just, I, I'm traumatized. The Empire left us once again. Number of other things that had happened in that fight. And to be fair, I wasn't sure if we'd got everyone back yet. In fact, I was pretty confident we were missing someone. And we were. So back to camp, just to confirm with everyone. We had, in fact, lost a member of Black Scar, the oldest veteran from the Atherman. One Draenog. Who I, uh, I I spoke to perhaps in a, a past life, perhaps in a dream, perhaps just post-event to see what the hell happened. And apparently, uh, it was about to turn and run when the, Yot the Jotun 50 turned up. Um, but so seeing the rest like running away, not going to make it, he turned to face them oh, for one cool. last stand. Beer in hand, just slowed them down that final few moments as he got... Cut down. Oh, that is epic. The final stand, yeah. Exceptional. Um, and I come back to camp to find someone's testimony. Uh, no, hallowed his drum. Draenog's dirge. It's not my finest naming. Yeah, I mean, as we've established my ability to read, and I know that a dirge is maybe not quite the sound that a drum can make, but. I didn't want to make it Draenog's drum because that just sounded like, you know, the kind of label you get in primary school of like, this drum belongs to Draenog. Please do not take it. No, it went for a, went for Draenog's dirge and it was hallowed to pride. I think hearing about the death is, is, a, is a suitable virtue. He's very, very much proud of his ancestry and his uh, territory of the Atherman. To, to, you know, lay lay their life down as a thorn, save the rest. OC, exceptional battle. Icy, also an exceptional battle. My God, so much emotion. Brilliant. That's what we want. It was genuinely in tears uh, to the point where post-battle, I had to have a little bit of a cry rant at, at Talis because he was the only one who'd listen. Mm. Beautiful. One of the best RP moments I think I've ever had. Yeah, Talos got really something exceptional later. But yeah, Talos has always had the great RP. There's there's a lovely weird bit of you know like backstory or not even backstory like um just just RP between him and and Farron as longtime friends. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I mean, love Ian too. But yeah, Alice and Farron get get along well. So. Pretty, pretty deep, pretty deep RP. It's good when mm. you get that. 
Yeah, I've just pulled up the hallow on Draenog's dirge. It's you feel driven to convert others, which wasn't the main reason I picked it. It was actually the second part, which was... Uh, and you also feel certain that you should embrace your traditions and ideals. So I guess, you know, Draenog really going down with a, a firm middle finger to the Jotun. Yep, who two. are still Obviously in his home. They are still there, sharing it with the, uh, with the local wildlife. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely some MC bits. I'm pretty sure I brought up half that fight in MC. Um, lots of people getting commendations. The Orcs gave Blackscar commendations once again, making that our fifth season in a row for commendations in Merchant Council. Very solid. Which is pretty good going, mm. I'd say. It's good. Uh, good to um, good thing to put on the advert. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, MC for for the rest of that. I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, I know. I think at that point we get to a little bit more of a, like a chill time, a little bit of tarot reading uh, mm. at the Smoky Hole, uh, which I'm not going to go into details with, but because Farron never got it purposefully. Um, don't need to see that. Um, but then we got onto a little bit of a discussion with a man named Tillian. Sat in the Drunken Goose in Navarre. Outstanding, an outstanding establishment. Very good establishment. I've heard they were really good in a particular glade that was fairly quiet mm. in three. Mm. Um, a few you know, summers ago. Um, but now, we're sat at one of the tables with a bunch of wasps, because there were so many wasps this event. There were a lot of wasps. It was, it was probably some kind of druge tactic, wasn't it? Upset the heroes yeah. of Anvil, just deploy a load of fucking wasps. Everywhere. I think so. Uh, we were sat at a table. Myself, Rizar, Clay, Isa, yourself, Tillian, to discuss a little dispute that you'd had the previous event. Mm -hmm. Don't know if there's any details you want to share, or how much you want to share, or how much is redacted. Mm. So I can share the background because I've definitely talked about it before. So Gwen Splinter Spear attempted assassination by Redacted in the Grapevine. Um, Tillian got in the way. Uh, got in the way of my bodyguarding duties, so I cut his belly in twain. I cleaved his belly button right off. He was not best pleased, and that began a feud. Everyone, apart from me, was pretty sick of this feud. So I had Rizart. Uh, no longer Senator, but now General Rizart come up to me when I was just in camp, just sorting some stuff out, going, I need you to come with me. So uh, he brings me along to the tent. Of course, you're all there, as you described. We sit down. And at this point, Tillian and I finally get to meet eye to eye after the events of the grapevine. And long story short, it was actually quite friendly. I think from what I had heard of his opinion versus the first-hand account he gave me in that in the bar, 
um, those two things were very different. And what I heard in the bar was actually pretty decent and uh, I could maybe not respect, but understand. And uh, it started off on a good foot. We managed to talk about redacted and agreed to redacted about redacted. And as a way of cementing our new course of action, well, before that, do you want, I, I think you'd be remiss without uh, talking about the exceptional play by uh, by Clay. Oh, yeah, oh, God damn it. Yeah. So everyone, dear listeners, was very keen for this to work out. And they know that Lindia isn't a threat here, but Chris is. Chris is the agent of chaos right here, right now. And unfortunately, his puppeteer hands are very much in control of Lindia. So to mitigate this, there's at least two attempts, unless I'm forgetting otherwise, um, to make him more stable. Um, the first is by dear Isa, uh, Matty, in a previous episode, you've probably heard of her, um, took me out back and spent like what felt like fucking hours, but it was probably like, you know, three minutes, um, testimonying me to, sorry, testimonying or giving me a testimony. Anointing. Anointing. Thank you. See, English, even the rules of the Empire LARP system evade me at 20 past 11 at night on a Tuesday with some beer in me. But anyway, um, thank you. I'm getting anointed to pride, I think. And it doesn't quite make sense because if I'm sticking, basically, if I'm sticking to my guns anyway, giving me religious crack cocaine to reinforce that seems like a bad idea but you know whatever i listened to it and i was like sure whatever in my head i decided how it was going down already and we sit down and the reason i understand how it's going down already is because melvin uh playing uh lou taru of the um oh he's not fawn hollow anymore he's winter's, winter's reach. reach winter's reach um decides to slot a cheeky little enchanted item over my neck bind me to it which immediately um, delivers a role-playing effect of being chilled out, more agreeable. And I read the ribbon, I look him dead in the eye, and like, you little bastard, he's got me. He's got me good. Um, where, essentially, in that single move, he guarantees the success of these negotiations. Negotiations go well. We become friends, or at least, you know, um, compatriots in a common goal. And then we seal the deal with a a Navari tradition <laughs> of a, a very new but ancient and mystical tradition of the friendship cucumber so friendship um, it's something that must be noted here officially so as people aren't too weirded out when they see it in the field that um i like to eat fruit and vegetables but you know i'm not sat there having a pun of strawberries or perhaps an apple or maybe you know some carrots carrot sticks and hummus now I'm eating a pepper, a bell pepper raw, like an apple, and also munching down on a cucumber. So when I arrive, I've got this entire, you know, sort of, I don't know, foot-long cucumber, and I just start eating it. And on one hand, it's a delightful way to rehydrate, and it's a tasty, healthy snack. But on the other hand, it's so distracting, I find it's actually quite a good negotiation crutch, because nobody can concentrate when the person you're talking to is sticking a foot-long cucumber in their mouth and munching away, having a great time. It's very unsettling, <laughs> if not unusual. And um, 
it worked in this instance because we used it to seal the deal where uh, I put it in my mouth, Tillian put it in his, uh, the other end of it, of course, and we simultaneously took a bite from this cucumber and became formal friends. Great round of applause. not a virtue. It's not a virtue, but no, but it is useful. Cucumber is. Yeah, cuc, yeah. The, the tenth virtue in this case of cumber. So yeah, uh, lots of redacted stuff there, but basically Tillian, very powerful person, is going to hopefully enable us to deliver some justice um, across the wider empire. Ah, uh, and we invited him for a drink later, which I don't know if you've heard about or not yet, but that was um, absolutely no, hysterical. No, we've not covered that either. Oh, we'll get to that then. Mm. Um, So, other things that happened this evening, or on Saturday. Kindra bunch of thorns toad turned up for the inquisition absolutely fucking incredible well done everybody who showed up made such a noise did the right thing love you all who else was there well uh there was a little, little, little man called elwin who was rocking about on behalf of travid talking about a skirmish for the great forest orcs discussing with me the fact that you know was looking for numbers and i said have you got someone to lead it yet and he said no so i said lindir wants to lead it this is the second time he you've came... been uh giving out orders right <laughs> this event without uh maybe the backing of the people um people people responsible for delivering them and and, and i'm sorry have, have i got a miss yet yeah don't use evidence all right don't use data to back up your argument <laughs> so we come and find you who i think you were there anyway so i was yeah i was tossing around with the whole champion of vigilance stuff oh my god we completely skipped over that but i'm oh, sure you we covered, covered it that. oh we did we did cover that yeah um, so yeah, come find you and say, oh yeah, uh, Elwin wants you to, to lead the, the skirmish at X o'clock for going and saving the Great Forest Orcs. 9.30. Which, yeah. are we, are we gonna, can we quote the, uh, can we quote the Empire Wiki now? Yeah, we can, success? actually. It was a success. A, um, the Druze were defeated. It doesn't say killed like it does in the other After Action reports. Because we did leave a fair few of them alive on the pitch. However, we did kill off all the heralds and we beat them back pretty pretty convincingly. We did kill a good bunch of them. But There's the elders... Scam. Oh, go on. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Go for the elders. Go for, go for a quick wrap-up of that. I was zooming on to a different thing. Oh but... yeah, classic quick thorn action. But basically, success and the elders of Paytat from the uh, Grace Forest Orcs were saved. And that has been absolutely critical in the Winds of Fortune for E4 coming up in two days, Sol. Um, technically one in, 30, in 35 minutes. But um, yeah, uh, that has been critical for establishing our relationship with them, keeping them in the game and uh, potentially getting some allies in the Barons in the future. Or the Vari Orcs. Those playable characters. So, yeah, um, some far-reaching plot as a result of that skirmish. Yeah. You heard it here first, right. people. Lindir Thornhart, champion of vigilance. Mm -hmm. Freshly minted, no less. 
was another skirmish. So Blackscar didn't join you for that one. Well, half of Blackscar did because of uh, a little situation that happened with this Varushka skirmish. We were hired as Blackscar for a, a skirmish for Varushka. Kill some Surat Heralds, I think. TM. Six, six yeah, weeks yeah, that's ago. what I heard. Yeah, probably. Uh, we, you know, it was a bit of a. We were kind of hired by Imperial Spymaster, Empire's protagonist, White Cap Bernard Dugdale, mm. on behalf of Rishka. Like we we were given the big ups by him because we get shit done. And we were part of the plan. So the plan was send a group of... Uh, send the guy who's got Mass Weakness cast on him to Mass Weakness the Heralds, Black Scar, clear up. And we're a big deal. Apart from when we got there, we were put at the back of the line. I turned to, I turned to Lothi and go, got to go and tell him it's either all of us or none of us. Putting us at the back of the line is not does does not mean that. And Lothie's like, do I have to? And I go, yeah. Yes. You've got to. You've got to do this. Because we're useless as individuals. We fight as a unit. That's the whole point. So he goes up. Whoa. You, you tells him. At, at, we're not talking about Lindy Thornhart <laughs> here. With one arrow and like. One arrow and a dream and the urge to kill. Exactly. But he goes up and he has a little quick discussion with the, the leader from Varushka. The guy goes, all right, Varushka, I need a, a handful of you to step aside. And go to the back or I move the entirety of Black Scar to the front. Now, what's it going to be? No one steps aside. So we get put to the front. Now we're all going, shit. We now actually have to show that we are actually good at this. Which of course we are, but there's a little bit more pressure on it now. Mm. So we've just been moved to the front. You hear the groans at the back as we pushed onto their oh, skirmish. There was so much salt. I won't say. Really? That. Yeah. I, we I... have been hired for this, and yeah. there's a reason why. Um, so we're all at the front going, we've actually now got to you know, pull this off. And like, okay, citizens, I don't know if you know who we are. I don't know if you've ever seen any of Black Scar, but for the most part, there's quite a few of us who don't really look like we're the, one of the elite, elite fighters in the Empire. Let's face it, we're a bunch of chumps. Just <laughs> the fact that we fight together well, that we actually end up doing well at the whole thing. Who yeah, knows? Apes it's together strong. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the whole point, but we honestly just look like a bunch of reprobates from Navarre. It's great. Um, so we go in first. <laughs> Marching onto the field, there's about half of us, because half of us have already stepped out because of the whole numbers situation. Come to join you, Linda. We're, we're, we're heading in. We see them all the way up the field. It's Druze and the Surat Heralds. March up. Mass weakness is deployed. Black Scar clear up to the point where the people at the back of the Ruska skirmish go, where are all the heralds? And we go, we got them. And they went, I didn't see a single one. We go, we know. <laughs> They're just dead. <laughs> you then There's spend the, the next, like, 15 minutes, because the Druze keep running away, basically having sprinting matches against the Druze. There was even one point where we get back towards the gate, 
and then run out again to try and clear them up. But uh, honestly, it was such a joy seeing the the smiles on the Varishkin's face as they started to get the whole ideal of what we were doing. Mm. And like they started to form cohesive kind of blobs and things. Oh, they were just having a great time. The leaders loved it. I, you know, on the walk back, they one of the guys, like, second in command was talking like, can we hire you again? You know, can we, you know, can we put you at the front again? Oh, it's such a good feeling. So, fair to say, it went very well. Um, Do you and then, yeah, just... Oh, oh, sorry, go on. Just hearing the discussion post, because obviously some people did bounce, and that was the whole point why we said, you know... All or nothing. We don't want any of us bouncing, because otherwise we're, we're not effective. Some, some people did bounce. It's shit, I get that. But real good RP moments for us for the for the fact of coming back through the guy go oh well, why did you let us on and then basically the two leaders just trying to chat and go you don't even know bro like these guys <laughs> these are insane <laughs> I don't I know what to say but I just I love that line. nothing on these it it really no but that's how they were talking it was hysterical it was just oh it was beautiful. Beautiful you, thing. You come back, you're saying, Captain, you know, you got some legitimate salt with them. And the captain's like, yeah. you know, the serious Varushkin warden is going, you, yeah, you, you, don't you even just know, don't know, bro. bro. <laughs> it really was. It, was. it was incredible. Yeah, I've heard lots of good things. The smiles on your faces as a unit, because we were, um, I've got this highlighted in green, actually, to actually talk about the Great Forest Fork skirmish this time around, because I didn't yeah. talk about it in the last episode. Maybe deliberately to keep it nice and spicy for this time with some actual Chris content, but um, wow. not that I'm not enjoying the soul content. But you know, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be part of this, bro. I want to be there, bro. But anyway, um, the smiles on your faces were incredible, like genuine. It was, it joy. was the fact that we were a little stressed beforehand, then the fact it went so well, and then the praises that we got because literally everyone on that skirmish was like. Good job, and uh, you know it's it's nice to be, I guess, praiseful. So mm. you know, it it kind of confirms things that we we we're somewhat conscious about because obviously Black Scar has always had the image of, um, uh, you know, an effective warband. There's a lot of past of like the Merc stuff, and this is like the first year we we're actually murking again and like, trying it properly and putting some effort into doing so. And it's nice to kind of get that feedback that we do know what we're doing. Mm. Because as I said, we're, we're all just chumps. Um, but we do get stuff done. Yeah, and we're keeping that competitive edge because, you know, we've been doing the cohesion stuff for years. But it seems like other groups and empires still are struggling to get that right. And let's be fair to them. You get 12 days a year to play Empire. It's not a lot of time to drill. But... You know, the extra time we we're putting in before the event starts, just a couple of Yeah, times, we, it's we don't drill effect. much more, but the fact that we do just do a little bit of drill, and probably we... I mean, look, I mean, let's face it, for, for morale purposes, a lot of us are, are now quite good friends yeah. outside of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite happy to stick up for your mates, right? It's, it's mates through LARP rather than outside, so it's a lot more time for it. I don't know. There's a bunch of reasons, but mm. 
all we know is we're doing the right thing because everything's going well and we're really enjoying it. So, yeah, and I think if you want Black Star, come, come <laughs> chat. Ding, ding. Yeah, come talk to their representative, Lindia Thornhart, um, at MC at 8 o'clock on Friday. Bring a bag of 40 thrones. You too can have success. <laughs> <laughs> or just Farron and you can have us for free just because no. I'm, I'm, I'm a chump. <laughs> Just, yeah, give the bag of 40 thrones to me regardless and then talk to Farron. But um, yeah. I think from what I, the paraphrasing of what I heard is, you know, you go in and you fuck up Sora Herods, which are typically hardcore sons of bitches. Yeah, there were like eight of them. Mass Weakness did a thing and oh, then Black fuck. Scar did a eight thing. Eight is a lot, though. Yeah. Holy shit. Eight of them, Mass Weakness, Black Scar, and it was done in five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was we, beautiful. Uh, because... You've got to. You've also got to remember previous. What was it? E one where we we did the skirmish for Bernie, where there was the Surat Heralds at the the Regio, and oh yeah, it was supposed was... to have a mass weakness, and we just did it. Yeah. Without mass the mass weakness, ripping. I mean, yeah, we just rip and tear. They were the, the heralds were backing off from us, and now these things are like you know thirty hit points, full plate, immune to it's... impale and stuff. And we just Do you not find it hard down. to basically stay? Look, we are are good. because oh, I are, find it really good. like we are, but I find it really like we actually say this, but I guess we can. We've we've now proven it. We've really earned it. It's not just marketing anymore. <laughs> and as a as an OC, you know, person who works in sales, um, you know, I'm used to making claims that whilst are true, they're perhaps optimistic, right? But no, we've got some hard evidence that even the most nervous or cautious person can confidently say that Black Scar is a is a tier one military unit. Yeah. But yeah, my point was gonna be that at E4 we've got something called Cold Sun. A very dangerous new day eternal deploying some pretty chunky heralds across the Empire. I know, I've been them. I've been fighting them between events. Yeah. We are probably one of the best place units to actually tackle them because of our experience tackling other chunky heralds like Surat once and the oh, yeah. success record of dealing with them rather than being ad hoc. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know there was I did not know there was eight on there. Because I, I thought there's yeah. a decent chunk of them on my one which is directly after yours, which we'll get onto into in a moment. But um we only had four. They were tough. They were really, really tough. No, they were eight. All right, mass weak, mass weakness, ten out of ten. The way. So, yeah. do you, anything, anything to do with your skirmish? Yeah, actually, there's, I've got a whole bit. So, um, you very kindly put me in a position to actually lead a skirmish, which OC I've wanted to do for so, so long, but I've been too busy committing crimes. I've often ended up in like <laughs> sergeant positions and stuff like that. Or leading small units of Black Scar on skirmishes like at E um at E two. However, it's it was very different to be the formal owner. Um I was co captaining this co captaining this with uh, a thorn called I'm gonna nickname Red. I can't remember their actual name, but they have the kind of like red leather armor, so they're pretty recognizable. Um they you know, to be fair to them, I kind of crashed a show a little bit because they'd done all the footwork of getting 
you know, people signed up, taking numbers, knowing where we were going, taking actual notes. But I feel like we got past that pretty quickly by saying, hey, look, I'm a very experienced fighter. I know how to command people. You're relatively new as a, as a player and as a captain, so we're going to co-captain this. Your job is the glorious charge and the, the winning part. My job is going to be mitigating the losing part. And that worked exceptionally well. It was really, really I'm, solid. I'm so glad to hear you did do the co-captaining because I was like mildly aware, but also conscious of the fact that Empire requires hard skill and without uh, knowing how important this skirmish was for the sake of, you know, there's a lot of plot. Two years of GFO walks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of, you know, I was was somewhat aware that Red, who has done an exceptional job, I'm not questioning your ability, I just don't know, um, was the reason why I kind of put you forward but i'm also so glad to hear that you kept him in a very much a position that he he had deserved or they had deserved um yeah yeah red had um you know, put the legwork in and that's exactly the right attitude if you know dear listeners you want to succeed in i mean frankly anything in life but especially military game at empire larp um put some legwork in take the initiative and you'll get it so red yeah. put the effort in and so everyone thought well red's just going to assume Red's in charge. And, you know, definitely the OC felt, you know, icy. I was like, I'm very dedicated to Pride. I'm the right person for this. My longbow says so, because it's hallowed to Pride as well. So um, <laughs> you hear me in the corner stroking and what's that, Betsy? Yeah, yeah this, I'm uh, in charge as, now. <laughs> as I'm trying to emphasise, this really isn't uh, anything against you, Red, at all. Um, love to see more of this from you in future. I'm sure you're going to be an exceptional thorn. Please come talk to us. We'll love to have a chat. All of that. Keep it up. Good good stuff. Do, yeah. do the good thing. It was really, I mean, the fact it succeeded was because of that legwork being put in and he yeah. was able to transfer those notes to me. And then I was able to act on it, get stuff set up and get things organized. When I say organized, it wasn't telling people if you could or couldn't come, but it's like, right, you lot stand here. You lot form column. You lot march. You lot attack. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it helped me engage with the authority you need to lead a successful skirmish um but it was really tense uh, there's loads of faff that goes into skirmishes so all of you haven't done one before um i i basically st- it's a 9 30 skirmish and i was prepping from 8 30. so we met at 8 45 with all the thorns to meet the actual npc that would show up at nine o'clock then get yep. down to the gate for 9 30 which means you have to get down there for you know nine 15 so you're properly organized and ranked up and counted and everything so it's basically an hour's prep just for a 20 minute skirmish um but you know in a all the preparation does save lives so that's you know i'm not i'm not knocking it but uh, it was it was really tense because there was loads of pressure from travis to get it sorted obviously the relationship side of things and managing that with red because i don't want to rain on uh rain on his parade and We've got a few groups who wanted to come, and of course, there's people who um, arrive at the gate and they want to take part. And you've got to tell people they can't jump on. We had a thing with the vines where um, I thought I'd given them, well, I had given them 10 slots. And they said, Oh, where do you want us? I said, There, kind of, you know, maybe the front between the f- sort of the 20 and 30th percentiles of the queue. 
but then they brought 20 people instead of 10 i didn't realize so that had a big knock-on effect of other units not getting in like dawn um you know ic fuck dawn oc sorry um but it was <laughs> a real cat herding exercise and very very difficult yeah so that's all before we even get on the fucking field. And going against Druge, which Navarre can actually struggle against on Anvil skirmishes because, um, you know, like you said earlier, they can take some encouragement to get stuck in as heroes, right? But when yeah. the Druge, in literally, you know, threes and fours will run behind them and it will paralyze a unit of 20. So my big brain tactical plan here, Blob, form one big giga unit, pick something, walk towards it and kill it, rinse and repeat. And that worked exceptionally well. That's pretty pretty good for just handling that whole paralysis situation. Paralysis yeah. situation? As in. Oh, sorry, uh, I was just like, who had paralyzed cards? Yeah, 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 yeah the, the, the confidence. Analysis paralysis or confidence paralysis situation. Yeah, like, you know, what no. do we do? What do we do? And the answer is, follow me walk forwards, we're going to go and kill something. Uh, that something was the Heralds of Surut. So, and... that is the one thing I think Black Scar have. It's not even necessarily a confidence. It's an understanding that whatever you do, you're being told what to do by the big boss. And the fact that you don't actually have to make a decision, because the big boss is telling you what to do, is what I think gets over that whole confidence thing, right? Hmm. We understand the commander's intent. We understand the objective. Yes. And even if he wasn't giving orders, even if Lothi wasn't giving orders, then yep. um, we could still execute on the plan. Because yep. we know roughly, walk forwards, kill thing, rescue GFO. It's a leave. fact you know what your left and right person and the leader is doing as much as, you know, just your own confidence. Yeah. And if the plan gets knocked, you know, we get flanked or something. You turn around, you kill them, and then you get back on mission. Nice and yeah. nice and simple in terms of uh, the thought process. And then, because you've got your yeah. friends with you, it's so much easier to do because killing orcs with friends is easy. Killing orcs yeah. alone is hard. Yeah, yeah. you got to train for you got to train to a small point where you're not even thinking about what you're doing. It's just like almost second nature. Mm. Yeah, it's um... kill. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I'm just saying, kill Orc. Oh yeah, definitely kill Orc. Because um, death to the Druge. Yeah, death to the Druge. It is virtuous. I... It is virtuous. Yeah. Shh. Vigilant.tm. So um, yeah, the I guess one thing on prep That's was what I, what I really really enjoyed was doing this whole encouraging the troops thing. Mm. Um, you know, well, you are such a good um, color sergeant at E1. Oh, so. I fucking loved it. So like. I had a um, yeah, big cadets unit at school. It was a very military-focused school. Um, mm. So I've done like, lots of that kind of training when I was a child. And then, um, yeah, some other stuff as well after, after I you know, grew up. And then being able to apply that in Empire was so fucking satisfying. Because it was just the simple things, like walking around, knowing people's names, going, all right, you know, what's your name? All right, you're ready to kill. Good, I'm watching you move on and just giving everyone personal um personal agency to deliver on the mission and i was walking up to people going three bullet points what are we doing and they'd go uh uh and i was like don't worry you got this tell me and they'd say kill druge yep correct save walks yep 
don't die. Sure. Good. You, another three bullet points. And then, by, you know, you do it with like a group of friends, you know, five of them. And then, you know, the, the fifth one obviously just goes bum, 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 of making stuff up like, you know, don't trip over, watch out for yellow snow, that kind of shit. It, it makes them start thinking and getting a bit more cerebral about the actual fight they're going to have. And mm. every, because I, I, I was watching. So if you are listening, I was watching you because I was watching everyone on that skirmish. I did see the people I talked to standing out. They were the ones who, when I said things like, you lot push that, you know, push those orcs back into the woods or whatever, they were the ones yeah. stepping forwards first. So um, something, got more comments about that later on uh, as we get to the end of Sunday, but um, very important to set up for this skirmish. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, something pretty cool that I still haven't done now, but I've got tomorrow to do it. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But just to end the Chris section, the actual skirmish, you advance on the field, immediately get flanked by a larger unit of Druge. And you're like, fuck. Because um, I've got Thornfang. A uh, shout out to Thornfang mm. as a tactical blob. Outstanding. Because we just had main blob, and then I was like, Thornfang are competent enough, because pretty much all of them were there. Use them as a, as the right hook, plan style, and uh, whatever's coming my coming at my flank, use Thornfang to knock the ten shades of shite out of it. Um, I immediately switched them on the left flank because I forgot the woods is on the left, not the right. Because uh, we were there to look for the elders of GFOs and we couldn't see them anywhere yeah, when we got yeah, in the yeah. field. So I was like, right, search the woods. And because they're competent enough, and I think this is what's nice for, you know, for Rushka or the Imperial Orcs with Black Scar, give them an order and they'll just go and get it done. You don't need to worry about it. I saw Thornfang yeah. trot off on their merry way into the woods and I knew whatever was in there was dead. <laughs> As, nice. Um, as they popped out the other end in line with the main line at the other end. It was um, really, you know, maybe 100 meters or so. They kept pace. They didn't go out. They didn't get panicked. They killed the orcs in there. And then they didn't leave themselves out of position either. So really good command for them. Um, we got I got Red to lead like, a, I don't know, like 20, 20 or so people because we got hit by a big unit on the right. So he went off, clattered the fuck out of them. And I was kind of just left in the middle, holding this line. Uh, Drew's just pushing them up the field because they were running around a lot. And we had to basically form this very thin, flat line across the entire field and corner them right into the top because they were, they were too fast. You know, this is the 100, the, uh, you know, the, the Jimbro, giga-shredded uber-orcs that are fighting all the skirmishes against the heroes. They, um, you know, they're, very, they're very tough to beat as players. So you basically got to corner them, kettle them, bonk them on the head with a stick. And that was the, the broad plan. But then the Heralds of Surut decide to crash the party in the center. And they're always terrifying, right? They, I, I know you went mass yep. weakness yours and you stonked them. But I was sat there. I had, I think, five Black Scar with me as a personal bodyguard. And that was it. You know, it's like I had like Torna and some of the ones who didn't go on the Varushkin skirmish. I think I had Cheeks. Yeah, I definitely had Cheeks from the Thornfang as kind of like a lieutenant because I know he was a really good yeah. in-between. Um, so shout out Cheeks. But otherwise, you've got a bunch of strangers there. And when you see Surat rock up, you're like, fuck, this is going to hurt. And I realized, yeah. crap, this is my fault. I was like, well, what do we do? And I realized that's, that's kind of your job, mate. Get on with it. So um, we, we just advance to contact. We don't charge because I don't know how I play. I don't know if you play it in your head, but like organizing a charge when you haven't got a charge word like you know bangerang used to be for black scar it's actually it's, really a, it's a nightmare 
Yeah. Yeah, you can't do it. But you have like, you know, it's maybe practical advice. Pick a trigger point like that, a tree or a fallen log. When they reach there, we run at them. But then you've got to lead the way, and it can it's it's hard to get it accurate and uh, and precise. But anyway, we just advanced a contact, and I think the only thing I can do with this herald is stop him hitting people while other people hit him. So I go up with my uh, I've got my big you know, uh, green and white shield, and uh, I <laughs> I go in. They start swinging away with the auto impaling weapons, and I just crouch and hide and cower behind my shield. As it beats, as it beats like a true me. leader. Yeah, yeah. I sit there like a rock, getting smacked up, while everyone else pokes it with sticks, and um, it worked like a charm. <laughs> Can honestly say, Surat Heralds countered by shields, ten out of ten. Um, at this point, Red has finished his flanking maneuver, so comes up the field, forms line. Thornthang have finished committing war crimes in the woods. Uh, we start kessling them, but then they break out. We form a tactical, it's not quite a tactical donut, it is a tactical oblong. And um, at this point, we have not seen any elders anywhere at all. So I'm chatting to Thornfang and I say, are you a hunt? Like, I'm not really questioning you because I know you're competent, but are you sure there was nothing in the woods? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Because it was unclear on the skirmish description if there were NPCs or not. Yeah. Um, so in that scenario, I was like, right, Let's double check. So I sent Finn in with literally a couple of runners, like just check the woods, don't engage. Just, I want you to see if there's anyone in there. There wasn't. So I thought, cool, we're done. We've killed the heralds. We physically cannot catch the Druge. What happened in the meantime is um, they yeah, just same issue with us. Yeah, they just formed them. a loose ring around us. And I said, because I, people were getting that paralysis again because we'd lost the momentum. I, I tap someone on the shoulder, go, you pick two friends, kill that orc, and I would point specifically at one with like a bardiche or something. Move down the line. You pick two friends, kill that orc. And rinse and repeat. And then what happened is, um, I can only describe as a lemming exodus, as as a, this um, kind of like Mexican wave of Navarre kill squads, these little kill teams started running away from the tactical oblong and hunting down individual druge. Some got away, some did not. <laughs> Um, because any druge who came back to help their mates, another three thorns just jumped on them and started bonking them. So um, that, I can honestly suggest that as a tactic going forward. Pick two friends, kill an orc, worked really, really well. Then after that, we form a tactical crescent and start retreating across the field. And I think if I'm going to toot my own horn, this is the, the highlight of the skirmish before I shut up about it is we did a walking, fighting retreat over 150 meters of ground without once stopping. We lost cohesion with maybe four, five troopers during mm -hmm. it as they killed an orc, and then they backpedaled, double time, got in formation, and that was it. And all the, all the orcs could do was just walk us off the field, but they couldn't attack us because we had the numbers. They couldn't get round us because of the crescent, and there was nothing they could do. And it was really, really solid. And we got out with no casualties. I thought I was a bit concerned about the mission success because we didn't kill all the orcs. But turns out that was unfounded because we did succeed. And it was a, in stark contrast to the 631 against Cold Sun, where nearly 20% of the skirmish was KIA, which is yeah. absolutely savage. But um, overall, 10 out of 10 skirmish, especially with the win. Me and Red... You know, there's Congrats. a blossoming bromance there for sure. 
and um, uh, I haven't heard of the the details, so it's it's good to hear that it went so well. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, very simple walk up, walk down. But you know, when you're there, and there's so much more detail. So yeah. Much more you know, sure. visceral, bloody terror and fear of failure. But yeah, we um we got them. My best um, Barack Obama impression. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome. After that, it was time for Gin Club. Is what I've got on my notes. I have, but I'm what I'm going to suggest, if I may. If you may. A cheeky, a cheeky pause. Ooh, okay. I I need a little break. Cool. All I need right. a little, little trip to the bathroom. I can acquiesce and pause. All right, we're back after a brief break. For the listeners, that will be, I think, maybe a second, if not less. That'll be very jarring, but for us, we're older, wiser, and drunker. Sold. Mm. Gin Club. So this is your first time at Gin oh, Club, Oh, I was correct? so excited. I'm smiling right now. I was so excited, because I'd always been jealous of this fancy <laughs> club. And finally, not only was I going to go, but I was invited to go. Uh, well, the in, the indig- vigilance oh. should 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 be coming along, surely. Yeah, the, it was the it was the uh, sort of the the door, uh, the bouncer, if you will, on the door, um, saying, you know, "Who who are you?" Basically, the result was like, "Well, I'm general for the Black Dawns. This is the champion of vigilance. Let us in." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, <laughs> four crowns, boom, I'm, done." I was I I called on Rizart this event because uh, I paid for him to go to Gin Club events before so it was his turn to uh exchange the favor yeah, for those of you update, doesn't he? who don't know uh if you're invited with a ticket then you don't don't have to pay um just some of us keep forgetting to to request a ticket so keep having to pay but you know prosperity and all that yeah it is worth it it's what four crowns to get in and you get four free drinks four crowns for four free drinks it's really it's, it's perfectly fine good gin as well nice Excellent. gin cocktails yeah oh god they were good good gin good and good vibes good people mm. good, it's a good time the movers and shakers yeah um so what what happened this time you it was your first <laughs> event yeah what did happen uh, oh god um... it's your first gin club we we did a very small tour it's not that big that it deserves a tour, but it was big enough. We kind of show you around and, and introduce you to some people, grab a seat, and then, um, wow, the rest is history. Yeah, I've got some out of context quotes that I'm going to drop. Um, oh, really? Snort it, so... yellow boy, <laughs> and add it to the tab <laughs> with the two outstanding quotes from uh, our evening activities. Oh my god, really? Yep. See, uh, so I I was only uh, I I wasn't really that drunk. I was probably a little tipsy, and um, definitely not high. But um, this is probably my first proper time at Anvil, in, indulging in uh, narcotics, mm. and it was a time. It was a good time, surely. It was well, a hopefully. really good time. You were. Well, it was it was being shared around. <laughs> yep, it was being shared. There was and a uh, there was a bill higher table. There was a tab <laughs> being formed. Um, it was quite an interesting experience. 
Uh, obviously, alcohol has obviously helped anyway. Mm. But the fact that I'm being told by the role-playing effect to find everything hilarious and giggle, and then mix that with something else that makes me very angry, was quite entertaining. <laughs> it was yeah. a real up and downer. There was some. Uh, there was a, nearly a fight. Nearly a fight. In a... Well, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of giggles. Uh, I'm not going to name any other names for the, the sake of their safety, just in case any militia officers are really, really looking to. Uh, well, there was no crimes taking place. Drugs from Axos were legal. Are legal. Well, those drugs were. Oh, no, no, you fucked us. <laughs> <laughs> legal drugs are being taken. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, anyway, mm. it was actually really entertaining knowing the fact, Sol knowing the fact that this is all costing a lot that I don't have. And just saying, put it on the tab. Farron's gonna tab. have to deal with that later. <laughs> yeah, because um, Riz was like, "I haven't got the cash on me," and I was like, "Do you want to start a tab?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, thanks." So obviously buying for his his consumption, and then uh, when you were chipping literally in, literally everyone else was just saying, <laughs> "Put it to the tab." <laughs> and his face when he realised what was going on, maybe like thirty minutes later, oh. Yeah. Priceless. It was the no, 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 no. I am not paying for all of their people. No, this, no, Lindy, what the fuck? Yeah, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, bro, it's a tab. You started a tab. It's on the tab. You shouldn't tell Drums people you're starting a tab. Around, no. uh, one, of, one of our other fresh new members of Black Scar had taken something that had chilled them out, which really was killing the vibe. Oh, and, um, it really changed the vibe. <laughs> with, with with certain roleplay effects that some of us had, we weren't into that. We weren't digging that to the point where Linda and I looked at each other and went, uh, we were just like, this is it for this guy. Start asking around Gin Club, does anyone know Turn the Circle? <laughs> Play comes bursting through from the other round, goes, I know it, what for? And we go, him. And he goes, he's not dead yet. And I went, yet because <laughs> we draw a knife and start taking him outside clay calms us down because <laughs> he was so passive like guys come on i don't want to get stabbed but he was yeah. coming with us <laughs> he was he was walking to his own doom oh if if anyone has played red dead redemption i think this is the closest rp wise to that whole lenny mission Mm, it was yep. a pure like evening of hysterics and just small little scenes oh, i was beautiful and I woke up the next morning with uh, a very large tab that I owe Linda. Mm. Um, Te well, technically it's Rizart's tab, but I will technically be it's Rizart's tab. Following through, we even got signatures on it, and one of them is just a drawing of, well, a caricature of Rizart going blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I even funnier. Tillian didn't partake in any drugs. I'm going to say that for legal reasons. Yeah, no, but he, he was... didn't. Yeah. He was here at the table experiencing this, which is just hysterical. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you've gone into the whole him uh, turning up at the Black Scar nope, camp. And not the... touched on it. Have you not? Left you didn't touch episode. it? Oh, my God. So just prior to this, <laughs> Tillian had come up for that drink that I'd mentioned. Mm. And um, the first time he sits down around Black Scar camp, the first words he hears is, time for the blooding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've never seen a, a a man so terrified. He was just clutching the chair he was sitting in. Um, 
yeah, there was a whole fun thing around that. It was, it was like a whole cultural exchange. He wouldn't come into the woods without, you know, a Navari friend who he could trust just in case. And this whole thing really didn't help the situation. But, you know, he, he also joined us for Jinkla. I'm sure we made a good impression. I'm sure we did. Oh, I think I think we did. The fact for him and um, Isa stood up and left shortly after the daggers came out. I'm sure that's not indicative of his opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was you know, just going I, to the toilet for two and a half hours. I would, I would like to say that, that um, just just RPing drugs is is oh, it's is so goody. Much fun. Oh, dude. It does something to you. You just RP it. You suddenly no longer care. Yeah. You just um, lose that beautiful. social behavior shackle and bang. You know, yeah, like aging. Because I'm under an helps. RP effect. Yeah, you, yeah, the gin want. helps. Oh, so sure. do we? Yeah, I, I'm going to say it because Lawrence committed no crime. So Lawrence was the chilled out one. He'd taken some of the Axos blue and was coming right. up to you going, Oh, hey, oh, Farron, you're so great. I really enjoy hanging I'm out with you. I'm literally going to fuck off multiple times. <laughs> you were like tweaking. <laughs> just, <laughs> don't touch me. Don't like, touch Why? me. But just he, Lawrence is doing a great job of role playing that as well, and just watching that spontaneous drug fueled murder plot generate in front of my eyes, and it was all yeah. based on high quality RP, absolutely outstanding. And me, me, and a brass coast general. I'm just gonna say that I think that's like anonymous enough. There are there are oh, a really? few of them. There's two. <laughs> yeah, it's anonymous enough. Uh, <laughs> having a, <laughs> having a great time. Just... Oh. Yeah, giggling. Mm. Um, they they paid you right. They did the pay the me night. for their personal consumption. Except, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. such a good evening. I had such a good time as always at Gin Club. Just, yeah, but amplified yeah. by the fact of this whole experience. On top of that, there were a bunch of tarot card readings. I had some great chats with some good friends of mine in the Empire. Because so, it's a great time to catch up with people who I don't really get to see like in-game too often. There's a lot of people mm. in other nations and a lot of other people who are busy. It's like the only time I ever really catch up with um, Rifflin. Um, yeah, because oh, so, yeah. what, what a unit Riff is. He just turns up yeah. everywhere, and he's always welcome, well-known. I genuinely think he's... Uh, I, well, Riff's gone for um, Senator Fimiara and didn't get it this time, unfortunately. But... Um, there's a real dark horse of politics waiting to happen, I think. Real real powerhouse. Definitely. And also us. You know, apart from Battlefield RP, we don't spend that much time together in Anvil. That is true, which which could change next event. Mm. If I'm just kicking about doing nothing, but I'm sure it won't. Yeah. I'll always find something. To be fair, even pre-general stuff, we never really hang out. We just kind of get on. I don't know what I get up to, honestly. I'm always busy. Yeah, because before with just... Man, it was very crime-focused, but now with Linda, it's it's different. Not quite the same. It's very trade-focused. Uh, to be, trade to, be, to be fair, Tadpole's back this event, so uh, we might, we, I might be busy. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at my actual Good schedule. Fun. I've got an hour free I, at I 5 o'clock Saturday, 7 right. o'clock Saturday, and then, okay, to be fair, I've got from nine until midnight on Saturday, but you know that'll be filled up with drinks or dr mm. analyzing drama from earlier in the day, but otherwise it's entirely packed. Yeah, I have no plan. So, uh, as always, and uh, it tends to always be busy. So, 
We'll see. Mm, never acquire Anvil. But yeah, um, I was looking forward to the next morning to find out how much I actually owed you. Mm-hmm. Which I think I can actually afford. Yeah, it's, I think it's... I totted it. Oh, I, you know what? I've left my phone somewhere else. It's not within arm's reach. Yeah, but, um, it's fine. It's like, it's like four or five thrones, so it's not the worst. For the entire tab, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what's left yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, no, for, for my stuff, it was like less than half that. Oh, yeah, for your so. stuff, you're one... You're one six, you got, no, you got one four for that because it's mate's rate. Then a couple yeah. others, so... Uh, it's almost two thrones on the dot, I think, for you. Yeah, that's fine. You can have that. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> Depends how friendly I'm thinking. So I'll just entice you with some more cat piss. It's you not addictive. Oh, you should have seen... addictive. <laughs> Something else is addictive. But you should have seen us in the Honeypot Friday, because what we had in Gin Club was a repeat of the Honeypot. But whilst we had some <laughs> nice, aggressive RP in... Gin Club, the Honeypot was all chill vibes. It was just so chill. I put Five Thrones on a bar tab for yeah. um, the whole gang, so they were getting drinks from our favourite Varishkin bartender. Um, we nice. Because we're all just we're all just absolutely baked. So we just they allowed us to um, run a game of um, blackjack for ourselves. They gave us a float of like a bunch of rings and stuff, and we just sat there running our own blackjack game getting absolutely <laughs> stonked on drugs, dealing with random people who would come in and join us at the table. And oh, it was so nice. much fun. It was so chill. Very good. I think I'm, I'm out of the drugs. I'm literally out of drugs. I sold all of them at E3. At e <laughs> um, <laughs> on a full bender. Yeah, it was a real bender. We don't have any more. We mm. really don't. But if I can acquire some more, I might not get another, you know, a hundred lammies, but I might get twenty, so we can have another fun evening as a as a big group. It was it was very entertaining, honestly. Mm, ten out of ten. Uh, clarification: these are all in character drugs. Yes. No. Yeah. No, I'm too boring to do OC drugs, unfortunately. The last thing I need um, is an upper. Very entertaining, up. honestly. Uh, great, great RP effects. So, highly yeah. recommend. <laughs> So that then leads on to Sunday, mm, which indeed. Sunday morning kicked off with a banger, which is monstering. Now Finn, Rifflin, Finn is of Gin Club pretty much fame. our of Gin Club fame, and is pretty much our EMU organizer. And is EMU's again, yeah, entertaining these days they're they're uh, it seems that pd are putting a lot more effort into them and um it's getting really exciting but this time we were Jotun, so we couldn't pull out our previous emu of the druge but they're kind of encouraging to, to you know diverse a bit as well so yeah so your emu is rather than just fighting as you know the blob of navari playing as druge today you're a specific yeah. unit from the wiki page, like it might be Packard or Skjolder or something from yeah. you know, Druze or Jotun, but you pick but one. It, it, te- technically, even if you're fighting as Navar, you'll be told which one you're fighting as. True, so they're, but they're you get a kind of like a personal unit You get a personal and, unit, you get a yeah. personal brief, you get a couple of other things. It's a items. bit more exciting. Yeah. And Black Scar is already like big enough to do it itself. So there is a Navari MU, 
but there is now also a Black Scar EMU, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and I mean, realistically, uh, we, we we were coming up with a lot of lot of things, but the one that stuck while we were out on the field trying to come up with a uh, a unit name. The Girth Guard. <laughs> I was on a real one. A real one with the word girth uh, the last, yeah. last few months, and it, it maintains to Even this day. Even if it wasn't uh, necessarily purely in-character um, unit name, it was the one we were going by for today. Yeah. Yeah, first uh, first company, first so first battalion, first company, Girth Guard, had a variety of platoons available. So- being carted over we would to like the battlefield. To tell you a story, and we're going to start with the story of the. What was it? Who were first squad? Do we do we just go down the, the yeah, line? Yes, so we had alpha we, alpha platoon, a platoon. We were alpha platoon, so a platoon. What did a platoon get up to? Well, this is the first outing of the Girth Guard. Alpha platoon sent out on the on the patrol. Uh, looking for some Imperials, looking to clear. And that is when we were in the cops. Mm, at the start for the of the Imperials battle. to the left of the field, for the Jotun, the right of the field. Very start of the battle. We were there to skirmish against any of the units that we'd be facing. Now, there are only three possible um, Imperial forces that we might be facing. Dawn, Wintermark, or the Marchers. Now... We weren't very heavily armoured, let's just say. Mm, it's like heavy, but you know, it's not full plate. Coverage isn't as solid. I haven't got as many shields. I don't, know, I don't think many of us were full full heavy. I, I was. I think I was heavy. We, we do get the, um, I you know, the breastplates from Monster, which do count as heavy now. But um, yeah, yeah, I might have just gone full light. The, the whole pitch was we were going berserkers, though. Yeah, and um, that's that's kind of what we stuck by. Yeah, we were and, shot uh, through so, Is that it? The Jotun? Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Whatever. It was great. So Alpha Platoon, see Dawn, the one we didn't want mm. coming up the line. But that that is no shock for Alpha Platoon of the Girth Guard. Someone calls it to Girth. <laughs> Bring them to Girth. That was it. Should we? You know what? Let's go. Yeah. No, Sorry. Keep going. We, d- keep going. we don't. We don't run them down. We we don't run them down the whole line. We can't give them the the special orders. Anyway, everyone charges all at once the Dornish line, and they were not expecting this because we go through them. We, I'm like three Dornish deep at this point, <laughs> just cleaving legs. It was fucking incredible seeing the absolute terrified faces of these Dornishmen that we just clattered into. And they were so confident. They thought, oh, great. Oh, this is clearly, they were you know, so confident. Force. They were, we're rocking up them. going, we're going to slaughter them. And then we we go, no, Uno reverse card incoming. Mm. And we actually shit them up. We really and did. We got, so yeah, we funny. got, we their first front line we wiped. It was just the second line that then turned and got us <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but we, so, we single-handedly paralyzed that flank for five minutes beautiful. in a single charge it was because did we just... all die yes yes Absolutely. was that the point 
Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, we we laid our our you know lives down for the sake of the Oten, the girth, girth and for the for the absolute terrified faces of the dawn. I got actually so many people of of the dawn like they helped me up as I was I was leaving, but they were like absolutely sick man. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely loved that. It was yeah, that beautiful. was hardcore. And, uh, yeah. Now that Alpha Platoon is dead, maybe a little bit of a brief regimental background on the Girth Guard. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the Girth Guard believed that the Howling Abyss can be piled up with bodies so the future generations can walk across more easily. And they fully consigned this, themselves this is Chris to that. Cannon. <laughs> this is my cannon, yeah, for my shittily named unit. But, um, well, I guess I gave it the namesake. It's, it's still um, Finn's unit. But. Um, the idea is we can block the abyss with all of our corpses, so we're really not. It's not. We're not. It's not that we're willing to die. We want to die, but we're not afraid to die in in battle and honorable yeah, battle. Yeah, it, it's um, it's worth saying we weren't literally suiciding. Mm-hmm. We just weren't afraid to die, so we were quite happy taking the fight to them and not fearing. And there's so many. Uh, I mean, we'll get to Beta Squadron. Mm. But um, oh yeah, we will. Alpha was a was a good start. It was a really good start. Just the look on their eyes. They were just like, oh fuck. <laughs> just we started to roll over. I just started hacking, like hacking at the legs, just yelling cleave like, repeatedly yeah, until they take it. I was I I had like seven cleaves with me for only that first charge, so I was yeah. using them. And so yeah. I was cleaving legs left, right, and center. Someone cleaved my leg, and I was still going. And they're just like. <laughs> Just Beyblading around. Yeah, oh, it's so <laughs> good. With a with a sword, but the um the other part is, um on the OC side we often try and fight together. We get one good charge off, and then we're all fragmented because some of us survive, some fall back. We don't rally in the same place, we don't respawn in the same place. So yeah. we uh, um I suggested we take it real fucking simple. We have two. Yeah. We have one order, which is charge. And when you charge, you keep fighting until you are dead or they are dead, and at which point you patch up your friends which are down. But that's it. That's literally it. So each time we charge and each time we engage with various platoons, we do an incredible amount of damage. Inevitably, we would either punch through um, a line or we'd be r- killed within the space of a minute, probably less. And it was very so funny though, in that regard. The fight. This was in like the first five minutes of the fight, and we were heading off to respawn. All of and us. They were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so off we go. Yeah, because we had a Alpha... one common. We'd always go back to that main gate to respawn as a group. And I'll shut up for now, but it worked a charm. So Alpha Squadron of the platoon are lost. Beta platoon have been sent out at probably a similar time looking for Imperials at a different part of the battlefield. Now, the battle had kind of moved a little bit by the time uh, Beta platoon had arrived. So we were heading up from the bottom gate, kind of up through the cops onto the field. Mm, like a big take the diagonal monster Imperials. gate. Yeah. We'd also heard there was possibly some ritualists that we could fuck up. And there were. And we, we saw them and we started to head towards them. But at that point, their little friends to the left, who had kind of stretched out, were like, we can't let them. So they started charging us, thinking oh. they were going to scare us 20 or so Jotun off. But no, because we're the Girth Guard. 
So instead of charging at the ritualists, we turn and charge back at the people charging at us. Yeah. That's right. A full-on counter charge. Mm. And this is probably one of the most cinematic moments I think I've ever experienced. Yeah, love. same. Words hands out down. Agreed. Yeah, hands down. Out of a film, two lines of infantry, you know, in, in line, but loose. It's not like we're in lockstep, running, yeah. sprinting at each other. And we when were sprinting. Hit, and again, oh. when we said about the, the Dornish faces... These people's faces, as we countercharged them, were just as beautiful. It was just oh. so perfect. They were like, Some of what? them stopped. Some of them stopped. There was, it was Some Wintermark. Some of them stopped. And it was yeah. open flat field. So they, so Wintermark were this, this blob of maybe about 40 warriors handing up. You know where, that, where the cop starts to curve towards the gate? There's that big thick bush. Yeah. They were there. We had taken a diagonal to, from Monster Gate at the bottom of the field, right near the God Tent. Yeah. All the way up to the uh, where let's call it the side right hand side of the field in line with the gate, the main gate, and yeah, yeah we start the charge and they start to fear us because they see that we're running at them and you see some slow down, some taper off to the side, some just yeah. stop. They because... start charging and it's worth noting they outnumber us probably three to one, okay, and <sighs> so they're expecting us to back off. Yeah. Because that's probably what most monster units have done, or most things that they've they've encountered do. But no, we or turn to face wall, them. Something and... sensible. <laughs> Almost usual. Something sensible. No, we countercharge them, and we look them dead in the face, and we I get again three, you know, winter markers deep, just cutting them down slowly. And honestly, at the point where we're up, we are all on the floor. I'm hearing genuinely terrified screams for, like, you know, medic, physic, physic, from people probably 10 metres, you know, deep in what would be considered behind my line, Mm. because the second group of reinforcements are coming in. (laughs) Yep, second group of Jotun. And we... And we had put some people down. Oh, God, it was... It was... So... The, like you said, the most cinematic moment of my life. And it's like, you know, like in the films when the two lines hit each other and there's a bit yeah. of overlap, like the front line won't just stop like yeah. like they would do in reality. We went past each other. I remember parrying, using my shield to parry someone's um, sword. I just pushed them out, my, you know, pushed the sword out my way, stepped past them. Another one, I take a hit from them, but they don't do anything. And then I run into this terrified looking <laughs> Storm Crow, who's like, <laughs> and I just start going cleave, 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 <laughs> start chopping away. And then this uh, geezer comes in with a Dane axe, it goes womp, impale, I go down. At this point, yeah. uh, Keelan Jockle jumps over um, the dead Storm Crow and then launches another impale into the Dane axe. Dane axe goes down, and then another mage comes in, paralyzes Keelan, and then he gets chopped to bits. He falls on top of me, like, you know, deliberately. I, we form a corpse pile, and this. It's it's the most you can just imagine the film camera there taking these little four second clips, and the whole fight was over in what thirty seconds. But out of forty oh, yeah. charging Wintermark, twenty five, maybe a shy of thirty Jotun, I think there was seven to ten left standing. Seven to ten Imperials left at the end of that. It was like that, oh, um, you know, um, in Saving Private Ryan, where the music and the sound kind of goes out, and you get the tinnitus ringing. And there's that guy just stumbling around on the beach, picking up his arm. It was like that, lying on the floor, you know, pretending to be dead, but looking around. The Imperials it's just were the stunned. screams for like physics, 
you could tell people were actually terrified. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, well done. it was. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. That, and, was, uh, uh, that was one of the best charges we, we oh. had. Well done, Beta, oh. Com- beta Company. Yeah, bravo, F and Chat. But the, oh, I guess the only thing that gets close is the original Dawn of War, Warhammer Forty Thousand game. The intro cinematic to that, when the Marines charge the orcs and then the melee sequences kick off and how like an orc will take the arm off a marine and a marine will come in stab him or like light them up with a heavy bolter then an orc with a flamer it's just that kind of chaotic one to one to one to one to one ratio it was absolutely manic absolutely manic but 11 out of 10 however monster experience for now as before bravo headed back to respawn yeah and Charlie Company were now about to search for the remnants of Alpha and Bravo. Mm. However, what was unique about Charlie Company is they were led by some Napoleonic <laughs> leader. <laughs> A particularly bald-looking, crisp-sounding orc. <laughs> Who put us into three columns and just got us speeding... Oh, this was incredible as well. Three columns of Jotun is what he said. So we got into three columns and then we started walking and then we started walking faster, then marching and then jogging. And then as we got, I don't know, it's probably within about 20 meters, just sprinting at them. Three Mm. columns of Jotun into a line. Again, scenes were happening. You know, scenes were happening. Mm. Um, Probably slightly less effective, but not any less fun. Yeah, we, um, I've got to shout Wintermark. They did a phenol- it was a thin line of them as well. It was only about ten of them. They yeah. held it because we'd been ordered by the refs to um, go from uh, Godgate and go right up the path adjacent to the fence, uh, so yeah. left of the cops. And so it's a very thin alleyway. And as you know, yeah. we form up like you said in a you know wait for the other, like everyone like wants to walk off, and I'm like no halt. Everyone gets in, form three columns, and we start walking pace. And they, they've they've seen us because there's there's a light skirmish going on with some other Jotun. And you can see the looks in their eyes of like, oh, fuck, that's a reinforcement column. But then we just, because it's a straight line, we've got our own perfect path, get to the job. And we are a full-on column <laughs> charge. It's big. It's like 30 orcs, you know, 10 ranks deep. And then, you know, obviously, like you said, go to the sprint. And we hit them and we evaporate because we, we push them back about 10 meters. But we're literally running at them pushing them away, yeah. driving them gently, you know, because you're allowed to gently push your shields, gently pushing them away, but then falling because, you know, they're bopping us in the head and stuff carefully. There was no injuries, of course. It was just, um, you know, we were taking uh, Honestly, commendations for, for this event. I think this was a lot better handled, much less, uh, you know, problems with pull blows and things. Yeah, no, you see injuries, very, very few. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and they, they held the Wintermark held and i cannot imagine how terrifying that must have been from the other side because i was confident we were going to batter them and we went yep. in we pushed them back but they held we picked up i got picked up seven no eight eight times one hit i was point. about half of that probably four yeah. times but yeah a lot of, yeah. A lot of in, in comparison to the last two that were charge effective dead pump and done this was this was a charge and quite a bit of you know, a little bit more of a stalemate, so a lot more getting back up, going straight back in, getting mm. back up, going straight back in. Um, 
there was a comment here, I'd say, this was at the moment where there was a interesting ref call. Not going to bring it up. Don't think it needs to be brought up in the podcast. But there was something that was a bit weird that kind of shook up that battle for me. But, um, yeah. Otherwise, Girth Guard, incredible. Yeah. I, we d- we've discussed it in the past. Um, it was, oh, okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. It was, it was a weird one. It didn't really fall in line with the rules that we know. Um, oh, uh, definitely. I know what you're talking about. Times, yeah. Don't, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think we, it needs whatever. to be brought up. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we can leave that. But um, yeah, the just the impact we're having, because this is our third respawn in the space of 20 minutes. <laughs> but as a cohesive unit, so we get the big, glorious, big boy charges off. We have great fun. The players, you know, as we're going down, they're going like, oh, fucking hell, guys. Thank you. <laughs> or like, yeah. that was epic and that kind of stuff. And um, we do all get wiped eventually. And we respawn for Delta this time. Delta, Delta this time were deployed in the forest mm. as opposed to the field. Um, can't remember who was in charge I of think Delta. Keelan had this one. I, this was our last proper charge. Yeah. The the rest of the battle had kind of taken place. Last opportunity for the Girth Guard to really make an effect. Um, and this one was against Dawn. In the woods. Mm, toughy. I don't, I don't really remember much of this other than going down on the wrong side of the lines. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of dawn and a lot of hurting dawn and a lot of dead dawn around. That's all I kind of remember. Yeah, we, we bounced off. We didn't bounce off them. We hit them died pushed them off a bit but um you know we didn't get back up because they just rolled back over they they really had the momentum we didn't stop them we slowed them down but yeah we we got got because the wood broke up our formation we hit them in dribs and drabs you know we're still talking dribs and drabs over the space of 20 seconds but that is in comparison to the usual one sec excuse me yeah. usual one second we'd have with the other the other three charges but yeah, yeah we, um, but, uh, again, we got spanked in a good way. We did, but uh, so did Dawn in those woods. So, you know, can't complain. Um, well, that's a totally OC comment or outside of cast. Um, a gigantic spider, even by my non-arachnophobe standards, has just <laughs> crawled onto the table and is now just chilling. Damn. I've got a very I'm... long legs listening. Yeah, so. I'm gonna... yeah, maybe he's just enjoying the high quality content. This is my first uh, first subscriber. First um, Patreon oh, yeah. is this is is our halogen. <laughs> yeah. All right, apologies. That was I, I know on an audio based medium, me describing the spider is pointless, but maybe I'll grab a picture or something. But yes, uh, maybe it's the the pick of the episode, the mm. the, the, the thumbnail pick. <laughs> it's just a spider. Yeah, you're right. Actually, awesome. All right, I'm doing that. Oh. Cool. But yeah, so, Delta gets uh, wiped. Echo is is remaining. Um, Echo now, the foreign exchange uh, platoon. These were the foreign exchange platoon. <laughs> um, to the uh, keen-eared among you, or the the more I don't know, uh, foreign aware. Um, they these had a French accent mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Uh, lots of uh, uh, coward jokes being thrown around. Um, you know, we we don't endorse them obviously here on the Dead Chats podcast. Definitely mm-hmm. wasn't any of us making those. Those jokes. Um, however, uh, the French contingent of 
I wouldn't be French with it. I don't even know what the Asevian, I think. Yeah, the Asevian. Yeah. We've just exchanged troops. So we had Lothi, big boss, uh, wasn't leading the unit at any point, but was basically a minor noble out for a jolly on a, yeah. on, a on the battlefield. And then it this time, just real snooty. Look, we, <laughs> Looking we've for his brothers. <laughs> we, we've gone through a lot. So it was our last ditch attempt. Oh, realistically, we didn't we didn't really get a proper charge with this one. Um, we got sent round to the other side of the forest for oh, respawn, and then got sent in um, for another angle. No real proper charges. Kind of the fight was over, and there was a whole kind of meeting at the gate where they were exchanging their dead. But uh, we bring this one up for one pertinent moment, which was as a group of us came across a Jotun like healer, healing, was quite clearly an imperial. OC, an imperial who was just happened to be dressed in red. And um, there was a lot of comments back and forth, especially between whoever my orc was and whoever your orc was, about, you know, whether we should just, uh, you know, interrupt this healing process and uh, you know, take Kill them out. But yeah. I gave them quite a good, good RP moment of, well, are they? Mm, keep an eye on them. All that. And then we slowly followed them after they'd been healed as they walked back towards the gate and then broke off into a jog. I started sprinting at them. Like, Oi, you, come back. <laughs> and um, honestly, fair play to the refs. I almost got body checked by one of them because they thought I was going to sprint through the gate. I wasn't, mm. but they didn't know that. And that's totally fair. Um. But, you know, I wanted to give this person, you know, I, you were calling it out. I could tell that this person was clearly an imperial, but you wanted to give them that fun little bit of game of, you know, getting away with it, essentially. Like, don't want to, don't want to sign in someone. They were, they were playing the whole kind of deception angle anyway. That was good fun. Mm. We chased them back, but they managed to run all the way back to imperial lines. So good for them. <laughs> yeah, they got, and that's the thing. The Jotuns, you know, we're not going to kill them quietly in the woods. You know, fought honorably, yeah. live another day, blah blah blah. They weren't Navar, so you know, it was the right yeah, thing. It was the right, Navarre, you know, icy thing to do. But it was very cool watching them look sheepish when they realised that as you and I showed up, trouble was yep. brewing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it just was also quite funny. As I said, watching the refs almost body check me as I was running through the gate. <laughs> A wasn't force of nature stops you from moving. I was, <laughs> I was, I was pausing beforehand. I thought I wasn't going to chase them through the gate, but yeah, as I said, they didn't know that. So good job from them, <laughs> mm. just in case. Um, yeah, and that was it. Then it was Sinara to the 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 rest of the um. Imperial forces, and uh, off bank for debrief. Mission success from the Girth Guard, I'd say. Yeah, you know, we gave them a good, good fight. We got to actually cohesively fight as a unit because we could all, you know, the fact you and I can talk about this experience and actually do it together instead of we were more cohesive as the Girth Guard than we were as Black Scar. You could argue. Yeah, probably. Yeah, much lower casualty rate in Black Scar, but I think we went through what, three, yeah, six, nine, twelve. Probably still just about more effective as Black Scar, but you know, 
Gathgar's yeah. the, the first outing. Yeah, they, 120 they really orcs dead. Yeah. yeah, it's quite bad, but yeah. uh, but, but 120 orcs worth of game. Oh I'd yeah, say. we've got more to come. A lot more to come. Oh. Um, yeah. final, I guess, final note for me. Um, you know, earlier I talked about uh, sort of tactics, getting people. Um, you know, prep for a skirmish mentally. We're talking about the Great Forest yep. Wars one. Um, I got yep. invited to my first captain's meeting because now I'm a captain. Hooray! Yeah, I got the badge. Woo! Um, I'll talk about it after the podcast goes out because we're two days away, so this might affect game. But um, yeah, um, really enjoy being a captain. Got invited to the meeting, and basically the idea of standardization got brought up. And it's very hard at LARP to get what are a bunch of nerds to not only fight coherently but then standardize that process as well but we're going to basically yeah. have a crack at it and it's going to be based on you know some of the things that dread shields have done what thornfang have done and what black scar have done as well so the tldr is in the next 24 hours i've got to write up what i've dubbed the codex navari of basically like how do we organize <laughs> skirmishes properly so it's not like, you know, you will have a sword and a spear and a shield and two potions. It's, it's nowhere near that detailed. It's kind of like, how do we organize the leadership cadre around each skirmish? So is there, uh, I've taken like a four square approach to make it fun, right? So you've got your leader, your, your captain, who is uh, the one I see experienced. They're responsible for avoiding failure. Number two is your less experienced captain who wants to step up. So let's take Munich Red example this is a great this That's is what i've based really it important on. as well yeah, yeah so they're responsible for success doing all the glorious stuff charging being the big win so the idea is the one ic sets up the two ic to deliver success um three ic um is a banner bearer so there's some banners are getting made for navarre to take into battle so having a standard bearer a color sergeant because it's worked so well with black scar i think if we can you know if the nation can through a variety of different means, get some banners together because we have some already for groups, but just have a Navarre battle standard, you know, just a generic one that's mm. not enchanted or important, but it's a pretty flag. That would be sick. And then finally, a uh, something I would like to call not a commissar, but a discipline officer, because one thing we struggle with is people in the line suddenly taking charge of like six people around them and ordering a retreat. It's a major problem and basically stamping out dissent in the ranks. So there is going to be a um, judge, jury and executioner walking around, ideally, who will stamp down on that kind of behavior and encourage people through fear rather than through um, example. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, not sure how the last one is going to land, but basically I need to write that up effectively before the end. We'll see how it pitches because I would love to see Jockle going around with a two-handed bardiche Anybody who starts chatting out of line, he just pulls them into the back and slices off a leg. Yeah, you'll you'll have to prep uh, his virtue arguments for that one. Oh yeah, definitely. That's going to be, be a, a real challenge. But um, yeah, that aside, really cool to see the captains meeting and how like this stuff is organised. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it is organised. It is organised. It's just very hard to be, you know, to herd this many cats and get things done. So you know, shout out yeah. to the captain crew. Very fun, cool to be part of it. I'm very much looking forward to doing more of it at E4. 
in now, since it's 20 to 1 in the morning on Wednesday, the 6th of September. Um, a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah, I mean, my, my wrap-up of Sunday is uh, MC giving orders. Mm. There you go. Um, slightly annoying that the rain hit and the cars came on the field early again. Seems uh, like that's a yeah. huge theme of uh, this year. And looking at the weather could be the exact same theme of the the coming summit too. But... The Sunday doesn't look too bad. Um, for I don't think it has any rain actually. Uh, let me see again. Yeah, but that's that's going to change. Um... Oh, it has. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> going to be exactly oh the same. Sorry, go on. I'm interrupting. But you know, which is always a slight downer. Like I understand that with the whole situation of things and people want to get off field and totally get that. It just, you know, it does ruin the game, basically. Like, you, you, the game is ended straight off the battle at this point. Um, yeah. Which is really it's, annoying. It's always been the soft case, but yeah, seeing cars on the field. As soon as cars are on the field, it's dead. Because it's it, totally it, dead, you yeah. You can't play the game anymore. But the thing now is, that, you I feel are bad for just the playing a silly game. Because they're in there until three. Senators and like generals have to be in there until yeah. time out. And there's fucking like Same. Honda Civics driving by, and you're like, yes, yeah, we need more mana crystals. Really as someone you know stalls I, their engine. <laughs> I get it, and I understand on the OC perspective, but if I'm just purely going off, you know how it affects it, it really does. The the game's over at that point. Yeah, PD should invest in a really... couple of oxen to just drag a cart around and use that instead. <laughs> Or yeah, come up with I don't know what you can do at that point, but it's it's almost uh, if you're going to be IC, I, I don't. There's no, there's no real solution other than yeah, oh, either God. longer game times or you know stronger expectations. But it's know, gonna be thirty I, I, degrees during the battle on Saturday. No, no, don't. But yeah. It's uh, still a downer. Don't fully really know the the solution to it, but it's yeah. it's a shame that the game basically ends as soon as we're off the battle on a on a Sunday. But Bright side, it will be sunny at three o'clock. It's just between three and six. That's when I quote a scattered thunderstorm will arrive. So um, yeah. so expect probably expect a slightly earlier pack time. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's looking yeah, three o'clock is forty two percent. So yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. maybe after the battle, pre pack a bit, but there's sunny weather. As far as I can remember, was a good one. It was very good. Yeah, uh, and I'm solid eight out of ten sure event. E four, just around the corner, in a day or so, it's just gonna be as good. So, thank you everybody. For listening to this late night drunken ramble mm-hmm. uh, of a, re- a recollection of an event that did happen such a long time ago. Sorry it's late. Apparently some people are busy and um, we can never find time for it. Hence it's been in two parts. So late. <laughs> yeah. The, the ironic thing is, I know we, we were chatting before this, like, yeah, we'll be quick. We'll be quicker than the other episode. Um, yeah, how long was the other listen. episode? Oh, I... We blame Matty half the time, let's face it. But realistically, it's all of these 
super detailed chats about the battles that we go into. Yeah. We don't have Matty to stop us about. So, are, sorry are, we about the, are we the baddies? <laughs> we might Girth. be the baddies. Yeah, I've just, oh damn it, I know that'll be on the recording now, I just started playing it, and so the word girth will just appear for the listeners, I'm sorry, but um, it's at the 2 hours 16 mark, and we are at 2 hours 19, so we've pipped it by 3 minutes. Well, there we go. We're Thank officially you, the problem. You're probably listening to this as you have arrived at Anvil, if I know any of your listeners, so um, see you soon. Yeah, see you Buy soon. Buy a pint in the forge. Mm, oh yeah, buy pints. Yeah, yes please. Or we'll buy you a pint. Come have a chat. Let's yeah. have a chat. If you can That's quote one episode, we'll buy you a pint. It, if you can quote the secret word from of today's episode. <laughs> from today's episode uh, to us at The Forge this evening, because clearly you're listening to us on the Thursday, mm. um, then we might buy you a pint. Yeah. Who knows? Well, we See do. You then. We will. See you then. <laughs> and and don't call any strange numbers. No, do not send girth to 069069. <laughs> don't do it, Greg. Do not, please Greg, don't. please don't. <laughs> again. <laughs> cool. That wraps it up for tonight. Thank you again, Sol, for joining. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you in two days. Strength to the Empire. Straight to the bar. There we go. That's a, that's enough of a distinction from the classic LARP noobs ending. Yeah. Um, Legalist distinct. Right, I'm ending it. Bye.